93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, April 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A fight over food trucks is in the spotlight at Temple University. Vendors who serve students on North Broad Street are frustrated about a new ordinance the city is trying to enforce. Food trucks have been a staple on Temple University's campus since the 1960s. There are specific zones the businesses can operate. Whether it's a cheesesteak, a chicken cheesesteak, a burger, a crepe, whatever it is, chances are they serve it on Temple's campus. Now, recently, Philadelphia's Licenses and Inspections Department decided to enforce a 2015 ordinance, uh, and notice, notices went out to the food trucks, uh, more than 50 of the food trucks that uh, normally keep their trucks on Temple's campus. Uh, so this notice went out last week. The notice states that the trucks have to move their trucks off of the street in the evening beginning on April 29th. As you what can the Im- f- is this? As, as you can imagine, the food truck owners are not happy about this and believe moving their trucks at night and having to move them back every morning is going to cause chaos. I was just over at Temple, and uh, there are loads of them along the streets yeah. and uh, they're being I, I didn't see one that didn't have a whole bunch of people out in front of it they do re- very well over there as you would imagine I didn't know they leave them there though yeah, yeah. me neither oh, okay. um, and and obviously food trucks have come a long way with yeah. the quality that, that, that they laser provide laser beams yeah um, but Kathy, are they are they moving these because they need parking there? I don't know why they actually. I haven't heard why they're telling them they have to move it. Other than that, it was this two, 2015 ordinance, and I, I guess they want them off the street. I don't know. I just think I kind of agree with the food truck owner who said it's going to cause chaos. Think about it. People have been in that spot for how many years now? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody else is going to kind of swoop in and park there. It's going to yeah. Also, the main drag I saw all the trucks on didn't appear to be a street where you'd be parking along anyway. You know, like it's seemed to be like it was perfect for where they were. So, uh, and, you know, the, the food truck row, as it were. Yeah, but if um, if there are, I, I mean, I'm looking at the video right now. I mean, it looks like you, you can park there, and, and you're, here you are in North Philly, and you have an entire side of the street that is now open for parking. Yeah, I, I, it didn't seem like a residential area though. Where no. I, I don't know, you know, but but I, I don't know. And it would only be it's over, a college campus. It would I mean, only be overnight. Yeah. They would be, they would be able to move back. They're in a specific area. No, I know that. But oh. like now, uh, you're asking. But the chaos is like a. Do I get the spot that I had yesterday? B. There's a car here now. What okay, do I so, do? So it's not. Look, so okay, um, special vehicle vending zone. Oh, there you go. Okay. okay. Right. All right. But it, All right. these things always tie in some way to uh, to a payment of some sort. Like, you know, of a license or a fee or something. I think that's probably at the core of all of this. The notice stated the trucks had to move um, beginning on April 29th. And as you uh, can imagine, like I said, the the people are kind of going crazy over it. And a student created an online petition asking L&I to hold off on enforcing the ordinance and pointing out that Temples-based food trucks are in a specialty design district with specific rules. The petition gathered more than 5,700 signatures, and L&I has decided to suspend its crackdown Mm. until after discussions take place place with the vendors later this summer. Maybe the time has come for food cars. <laughs> a spokesperson from LNI said there is no definite date set for when the discussion will take place. So as of now, they can still keep their trucks there overnight. Okay. After his announcement to run for president, former Vice President Joe Biden headed to Wilmington yesterday. Biden chose to make his announcement on social media <clears throat> in a pre-taped video on Thursday morning. The tweet alongside the video reads, the core values of this nation, our uh, standing in the world, our very democracy, everything that has made America, America 
America is at stake. That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. Hashtag Joe 2020. Biden's announcement sparks a busy campaign schedule with stops on The View today and campaign stops listed on the website Joe 2020. Biden traveled by train back to his hometown of Delaware to spend time with family and friends. The 76-year-old Scranton-born and Delaware-bred longtime Democratic leader began his U.S. Uh, began as a U.S. senator in Delaware and ran unsuccessfully for president in 1988. He was elected vice president with President Barack Obama serving two terms. President Barack Obama said through a spokeswoman that selecting Biden as his running mate in 2008 was one of the best decisions he ever made. Obama did not endorse Biden, nor uh, he expected, nor is he expected to endorse any candidate early in the Democratic primary. But the fact that he released a statement, something he hasn't done for any other candidate announcements, underscores his close personal bond with Biden. Biden is expected to spend a lot of time in Pennsylvania, where Trump won in 2016. Biden's first major public event will be at Union Hall in Pittsburgh on Monday. His focus, winning back blue-collar workers. See before his announcement, he rolled up in Brodozer? No way. Incredible. Dude, great yeah. idea. Great, great idea. Driver, yes. If he were elected president, he would be Brodozer. the second president from Pennsylvania. Did you know the first president from Pennsylvania? <laughs> Wait, I thought Nick he was McElroy. from Delaware. No, he's born he in born, Scranton. Yeah, James Buchanan. Born in Scranton. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, James Buchanan? Yeah. He's from yeah. Pennsylvania. Yes. You were so excited that you knew that. Uh, no, I looked it up. Oh, okay. okay. I just knew that there was one other president it's from Pennsylvania. It's not empirical knowledge. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I knew it at some point because it was a trivia question from like a trivia night that I put together. So I knew that there was one, you know, but you I should had, be I president. Had, I should be president. Yeah, you yeah. know, all that stuff. Well, hold on to that <laughs> till 2020. Yes. A British software company is toying with a new idea to help airlines cut carbon emissions, but the idea probably won't sit well with everyone. It involves weighing passengers at the airport before oh boarding. <laughs> Why don't you have, just have like a carnival people guess your weight? Seriously. I've had That's that happen on. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, ba- I'm pegging you for a deuce 50. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever had that for a puddle jumper being weighed? Yes. Uh, or a helicopter. Oh. I think it was on okay. Allegheny Airlines years ago. Okay, I yeah. had it for uh, Miami to Key West one year. This oh, is probably really? 20 years ago or so, but yeah, it, and it's it's a little weird. You know, they, they size you up and make and sure it, that, the, and there are larger people that are getting on the plane and they have to be in the appropriate spot. It makes you nervous. It does. Yeah. You're, Nick, you're right about being in the spot, too, because when we took this uh, uh, helicopter trip in Hawaii, there were several of us in the, in the aircraft and they had to they they specifically assign you seats because of your weight to balance out the uh, the aircraft. Press it wasn't the death of Aaliyah base. Uh, yeah, there was a weight the, issue. It was a weight issue on the plane. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I think it might have been. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Airlines try to figure out how much weight uh, they're going to carry on every flight. The number is based on generic size estimations for men and women and children, and those estimates are uh, obviously not one hundred percent accurate. The British company Fuel Matrix said its software could use exact weight readings for each passenger to quickly calculate how much fuel is needed, CNN reports. Fuel Matrix also said that uh, the readings could be used to optimize the flight plan. According to the company, air travel accounts for roughly 3% of global CO2 output. In sports this morning... Starlin Castro hit a two-run home run with two outs in the 10th inning after fouling a pitch off his foot, leading the Miami Marlins to a 3-1 extra innings win over the Phillies last night what at the, the ballpark. What the is this? Marlins starter Caleb Smith gave up one run and three hits, striking out eight in six innings. Five relievers uh, pitched four scoreless innings, and the Phillies managed just four hits all night. What the f*** is that? The series against Miami continues tonight. Jose Arena will 
pitch for the Marlins, while Jared Eikhoff will start for the Phil's game time is at 7.05. I'm bad luck, by the way, so that was my fault last night, guys. I apologize. Why? Because, like, I really haven't been watching a ton of Phillies, and every single time I watch, nothing good happens. I literally tuned in last night. Well, dude hit the double off the wall. Next dude hit a home run. I was like, okay, well, well you were not able to watch the whole. You were at an event. Yeah, I know. It well, wasn't your fault. It was my fault All because right. two bad things had happened right. while I was watching. Then f you. I really, I need to do something different. In the All NBA right. playoffs last night, is this your fault too? The San no. Antonio Spurs beat the Denver Nuggets to tie that series up three games apiece and send it to a decisive Game Seven this weekend. Game Six between the Clippers and the Golden State Warriors is tonight in LA. In the Eastern Conference, the second round begins tomorrow night as the third-seeded Sixers will travel north of the border to play the Raptors in Toronto for Game 1. Tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. At the NFL draft last night, the Eagles traded up to draft Washington State offensive tackle Andre Dillard. He's 6'5", 315 pounds. The Eagles had Dillard rated as a top 10 player in the 2019 draft class and uh, a very top tackle on the board. Several defensive linemen pushed the availability of top-tier offensive linemen deeper into the night. As a result, the Birds traded up three spots from 25 to 22 to get Dillard at a slot much later than they anticipated he'd be available. You cool with this case? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely ad- addresses a uh, potential need on the roster so I'm totally fine with All this. Right. Yeah. And Kyler Murray went from a college backup plan- uh, planning a career in baseball to a Heisman Trophy winning number one overall pick in the NFL draft. He is now the press... Uh, pres- <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. He is now the prospective franchise quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Murray was supposed to play baseball for the Oakland A's, who chose him with the ninth pick in last year's baseball draft and promised him a signing bonus of more than $4 million. But after wow. his success yeah. in his final year at Oklahoma, Murray became the top pick in the NFL draft, assuring himself a four-year rookie contract that will be worth about eight times the A's money. Bam. That's amazing, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We are chock full. We are full of chalk today. Yeah, I can uh, sense uh, chalk. bristling with chalk. Yeah, yeah. A uh, bunch of people are going to be joining us and uh, a lot of things to give away. So that is a good way to end the work week. Uh, yesterday was the Philly Fanatics' birthday and the birthday boy is coming by today. Love it. Yep, so he and his interpreter, uh, John Brazier, will be here this morning. You know, he uh, speaks Farsi. That's why uh, we don't understand I him. I did yeah, not yeah. know that. Well, they're playing the Marlins on Sunday. That's the official game for his birthday celebration. So we'll find out. Uh, if he'll be coming on an elephant's back or anything like that. <laughs> really, if you've never seen that, it's wonderful. Uh, it's what because it's green pressed. John said about 20 years ago to us. And um, we've never let him forget. We've never let him forget it. So, uh, the fanatic's birthday, he's stopping by. Children, look away. We have actor O'Shea Jackson, uh, who's going to be here this morning. He is Ice Cube's son and actually played him in the movie Straight Outta Compton. And he looks so much like him. He's in this movie called Long Shot. Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron are in it, so he's stopping by today, which yeah. is really cool. He plays uh, Seth Rogen's best friend. It's a rom-com. We will uh, we'll chat with him. And we have a great actor, very funny guy, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, I know him from Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He is so damn funny on that show. Um, but he's been in a bunch of things as well. And he is promoting, I believe, is it pronounced Stuber? Yeah. As okay. in Uber, yeah. All right, perfect. He's an Uber driver. And so they're they're tweaking the name a little bit. You notice pace like a Preston, and all the reviews are likening it to the classic sort of um, buddy movies of the eighties and nineties. I love those, like, but not you know they don't start out as buddies. He's an Uber driver, and uh, uh, Batista, Dave Batista, gets in. Yeah, uh, he's a cop, and so for for the period he has the Uber car, he has to solve a crime. Okay, all right. And we were actually supposed to have Dave Batista in the studio this morning. I think the studio was like. 
with Avengers coming out, I don't want you uh, doing tours today. Probably. Because you know, they're not going to talk about Stuber and they're only going to talk about Endgame. <laughs> That's probably, I would imagine, yes. Yeah. It would be and hard, we would. It would be hard yeah, to focus would've. on Stuber yeah. if you had Dave Bautista, if you had Drax here yeah. in the studio. So what so. are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, it's going to be cool to uh, spend some time with uh, Kamel. So that's going to be yeah. in the 10 o'clock hour, a little bit late in the show. He's stopping by. Uh, and uh, turkey, turkey bacon. <laughs> got y'all's turkey bacon is coming by today. So we've got lots of giveaways with that. Oh, yeah, and this little matter of $1,000 oh. at a $10,000 grand prize and all that. Second to last day, right? Today and Monday. That's yeah. it. And then we're done with GoFundYourself, too. So don't miss out. That's going to be around uh, as close to 8 o'clock as we can get it that we'll reveal the word. So that and what about the other thing? Are uh, we doing th- that? This thing? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're doing okay. this. Yeah. Okay. So Casey wants to make this a special text word prize today. Uh, it is a Godshall's Mother's Day brunch. And if you text the word mom to 39333, you will be registered to win, to win a table for mom and up to seven guests for a special Mother's Day brunch with Godshall's turkey bacon hosted by Casey Boy. And Jackie Bambi. Wow. Yeah. Oh, mommy. Yeah. Imagine mom mommy. sitting next to Jackie and enjoying all this. And it will be at one of his most hallowed halls, the Mummers Museum. Awesome. Right? So, so, yeah. That's a unique Mother's Day. I saw the video of you with, I guess, is it going to be the chef for the event? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Super excited to put this together. Yep. Every, yep. When they bring food in here, it's sensational. Yeah. And then now, Jackie's going to give a tour of the uh, museum as well. Are, are you, uh, is your mom and everything? Are you yeah. guys, you guys are going? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, my mommy's going to be there. Um, mommy. Mommy. I think Mrs. Bam Bam's going to be there, too. Mommy. Mommy. That includes a tour of the museum, crafts for the kids, and flowers for mom. So text the word mom uh, to, oh, <laughs> to, to 39333. Uh, and we'll pick a winner a little bit later on. So these things and more. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, so make sure that you stay close. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything. That... Mom, your mom, your mother-in-law, the mother of your kids. What is more important than mom? Show her. Give her a brand new mint green color 24-karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Roses starting just $59 with free shipping. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Check them out. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to do yet another stupid question this morning, uh, and this will be in conjunction with the MCU, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick in a suite at, for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speed Day, Speedway. That will be on May 5th. Let me see here. Let's go to this. Uh, for which one do you like? The next one that's not crossed off. I just <laughs> this one? Okay, yeah, yes. I agree. All right. All right, so from Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Star-Lord <laughs> asks, where is Gamora? Iron Man asks, who is Gamora? <laughs> what does Drax say? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Okay, so once again, Star-Lord says, where is Gamora? Iron Man asks, who is Gamora? And then Drax, who's not the brightest, uh, what does he say? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Let's see if you know the answer. I want to go through a list of birthdays on April 26th. Uh, celebrating birthdays in the music world, we just have one, and that is uh, Joey Jordison. 
Uh, he's the former drummer of Slipknot. He's a really talented drummer. Uh, he was also known as number one in the band because those guys with the masks all yes. always have a number when they're in Slipknot. Good rule of thumb is try not to join a band in which your face is obscured. Yeah. You know, like as the members of Ghost have learned. Yeah. I don't know Slipknot all that well, so like I don't I know don't if either. there's a good... No, that's not a good drum song. We're already done. All right, all right good. Uh, so he's 44 today. <laughs> there was your tribute. Uh, Channing Tatum. Yes. Celebrates a birthday today. He is 39 years old. Well, is, well he's producing a lot of stuff. Is, uh, is he also doing like that that dance review for uh, what was the stripper movie that no, he was in? No. So that that was opening in England. Remember they had a clock ticking down yeah. in yeah, yeah. the theater right by the Magic hotel Mike. we were at Magic Mike. And he was going to be there for the premiere just to watch it, but he's not performing in it. Does no, he no, not no, no. producing? I, I said. Producing. I think he produced it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I think there's one in Vegas too. Like they're going to be a, 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 like they have that thing, uh, the Thunder from Down Under, the uh, yeah. nail review from Australia. There's like nine troops of those guys wandering around. Yep. He's supposed to be Gambit in the next Gambit movie. If that ever happens, <laughs> yeah. I, I really hope it happens. I, it's one of my favorite uh, from the X Men universe. One of my favorite characters. Uh, and he loves that character, so I think he'd do it right. Uh, he's been here before. Couldn't have been a nice guy. Great dude. Thirty nine. He was married to Jenna Dewan. Thirty nine years old today. What's that? He was married to Jenna Dewan. Yes. Yeah. Super hot. Uh, <laughs> Jordana Brewster. She's also been here. Yes. She stopped in when they were reviving uh, Dallas. Yep. And uh, said hello with some of her cast members. I always. I, I the first time I saw her and dug her was in the faculty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was kind of the she's a bitchy girl, bitchy girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, just a gorgeous woman, and uh, has been in uh, a number of uh, very successful franchises, Fast and the Furious. Part of the family. Woman. Yeah, that's right. She is part of the part family. Of family. <laughs> uh, she is thirty nine today. Uh, Jet Li, the action star, first saw him in I did in Lethal Weapon Four. Is th- does he have some some sort of medical issue? Um, last yeah. time we saw him, he looked like he was eighty years old. Yeah, he is six, Steve, and I can't remember. What the issue was, but I remember reading about it. And yeah, it, 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 if I recall, it was some kind of degenerative thing. Yeah, he did not look good. Yeah, so hopefully he's doing better. But um, he's had a nice run with *Lethal Weapon* four, *Romeo Must Die*, *Kiss of the Dragon*, a whole slew of films. Actually, uh, he is fifty-six years old today. Uh, the great Carol Burnett. Wow, as her birthday. Just had a, a an official award named after her. Was it for the Emmys or the Golden Globes? I think it's probably for the Emmys, right? I am not sure, Steve. But she now has her own category, and she was yeah. the first recipient. Yeah, she deserves it. Uh, that show, in its uh, in its height, was still just holds up. Wonderful, still holds up. Yeah, what a great ensemble cast uh, with her leading the charge. Obviously, she's eighty six today. Uh, another great guy, Kevin James, uh, who has been by here a couple of times. We've talked to him over the years, and uh, you know, I, I've always told people he's the kind of guy you want him to be. Yes. He's, he's he wa- just. Yes, you want him to be Kevin James, and that's what he is. Yep. He can't be. Good dude. M- more of a regular guy. Uh, King of Queens, Paul Blart, a uh, whole bunch of movies, obviously. Uh, and he is uh, 54 years old today. And on a personal note, uh, the most special little lady in my life, uh, Caroline celebrates oh. her birthday today. Yes. Which one is it? 12. Yes. One yes. Year. So good. So good. So good. She'll be a teenager next year. She will. Oh, my God. Oh. <clears throat> it's funny. We were sharing a little story with her last night that when she turned 11, about two or three weeks later, maybe a month later, she, she goes to us, you know, I'm almost 12. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was telling her yesterday, I'm like, you know, you've been 
you've really been wanting to turn 12 for a long time, but she doesn't really remember that. Like, like so this birthday is kind of like, yeah, whatever. But at the begin- about a year ago, it was a big deal that she was going to be turning 12. Sure. So she is, yes, she's getting close to the tween, uh, the teen wow. years. Yeah. Hey, I, um, I think she, I, I think I'm going to hope for you that you avoid... Uh, you know, there's usually a bit of contention with teenage girls and their dad at some point, right? Well, uh, teenage girls and their parents, yeah. period, yeah. I hear. So. She, she, it's inevitable. It will yeah. happen. Yeah. She will hate you. You will probably hate her for a little while, and then it wraps back around and you're all good. And that's the thing I try to keep in mind as kids enter into teenagehood, that it, it'll come back around. Yeah, it you does. Gotta, you got you to gotta let them be. You got to let them grow up. Daddy, yep. I've met someone. Hey, who are you, president? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God! No! <laughs> you know, it was also a terrible time after, like the the teen situation. Um, coming back home after college. Oh yeah, that was like, living at home. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, that was that was the worst. <laughs> yeah, September. I love my parents, but good God! Well, you got away from them for a while. Yeah, I guess that's and then what you it started is. Started to be slightly independent, right? And, and then you got to go back to living by their rules. rules. Like, yeah, no, mm, no exactly. thanks. Bye. All right, I may have to wish her a happy birthday again later. She may not be in the car. i got to make sure it happens. All right, right, okay. Happy birthday to Caroline, 12 years old. I love you, sweetie. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. So in uh, Avengers Infinity War, Star-Lord asks, where is Gamora? Iron Man asks, who is Gamora? But what does Drax ask? I'm going to go to George for the answer. Good morning, George. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, bud. All right, so what does Drax say? Why is Gamora? That is correct. I love it. Hang on, George. I'll do you one better. Wise. <laughs> you improv that line. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. He's great, man. Uh, so congratulations to George. He's going to be in the suite with Casey and Nick for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. May 5th, you can celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend, May 3rd through the 5th. For information and tickets, visit doverspeedway.com. Uh, this is, we're leading with some unfortunate news. Uh, iconic Boys in the Hood director John Singleton is in the hospital after suffering a stroke. His condition has worsened, oh, no. according to multiple reports, and uh, they say he's in a coma now. I, I was talking to my wife last night when I saw this come in, and I, this is uh, Luke Perry all over again. Yeah. It was yeah. initially they said, okay, he suffered a stroke, but it wasn't that bad. And now they're saying this was a severe stroke. According to legal documents, uh, Singleton, who is 51, is in a coma. His family is attending, attempting to establish a conservatorship God for almighty. him now. His mother, Sheila Ward, uh, is requesting that she be made Singleton's temporary conservator uh, because he is unable to properly provide for his personal needs for physical health, food, clothing, or shelter. Uh, Singleton did not reportedly have a living will, which stipulates how he wants doctors to proceed in a medical emergency. Uh, According to legal documents, uh, Singleton was in the midst of several business projects when he had the stroke and was prepared to sign a lucrative deal. Ward is requesting that she be put in charge of his affairs. Singleton always makes me think of you, Casey, because you asked him a question when he was in studio that he loved, he, and he really responded the to smell it. your D one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what movie was that from? Uh, Baby Boy. Okay, that, that was called. Yeah. So, uh, dude comes home from being out, and his girlfriend asks if. He was with another woman. He's like, no. And she's like, well, let me smell your D. Right. And then, because he had written that movie, and I said, did did you get that from, like, personal experience? I believe he said yes. It was yeah. from him. Was yeah. it, didn't it happen to him at one point in his life? That's, yeah. And apparently yeah. that's the thing. We had to, uh... Let me smell your D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, uh, I remember when Boys in the Hood came out, and I'm like, ah, some gangbanger movie, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
and I saw it, and I was like, wow. This yeah. is really, really good. good and, I, and I mainly yep. saw it because Ice Cube was in it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know who Cuba Gooding Jr. was or any I mean, of those other guys, yeah. uh, except for uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who was phenomenal in that movie. And I walked away going, this is really something special. But hey, would it, within just months, you have two actors, relatively young, mm-hmm. getting massive strokes. It's uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so the, his mom says if the conservatorship is not named as soon as possible, substantial financial loss will result in the proposed conservatee's estate. According to a doctor's submitted statement, Singleton was suffering from major impairment to motor skills and uh, psychological functions, including his ability to reason logically. So, do you man. have special? Do you have it written down what you want for you if if you go go through any situation like this? Several years ago, my wife and I did estate planning yes, and, yeah. and all that, and and yes, we we made this is what you do. You, you have to. Folks. You make funeral plans and and you make yes uh, wishes for what you want done. To be honest, I forgot what the specifics yeah. were about it, but we did make a decision and wrote it down and had it notarized and legally written up and everything. What does so. it say here? Shoot me if I look morose. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I need I to need amend to go back that. And yeah, change things a little bit. So. I spoke to an estate attorney once, and um, she said that you you know you don't think about it now, but that you should because you're saving your kids. Um, yes. so much like now they're not going to fight and they're not going to, you know, whereas mm-hmm. people you would think would never fight over stuff like that end up arguing about it after their parents are passed away. So you're like actually saving the family and the yeah. relationship. It's yeah. like leaving a landmine for people that you love and you don't want that. Yep, exactly. So, uh, we'll follow that story and uh, see what his progress is. Uh, the romance that's titillated many. What, and what did you say? Titillated oh. and took everyone else by surprise is over, mm-hmm. according to reports, Kate Beck and Taylor P. Davidson. What? They were hot <laughs> yeah. and heavy for a few months. Man, I thought they were totally going to go the distance. I thought they, <laughs> I thought they were going to be 50 years on <laughs> in a, and we'd be celebrating them as one of Hollywood's golden couples. Well, it seems that their passion may have It just seemed out. they had so much in common. Uh, Davidson and Beckinsale got together after his equally public and remarked upon engagement to Ariana Grande fizzled out. She liked Machine Gun Kelly. They were all hitting it off. Uh, the SNL star and Beckinsale were first spotted together at a Golden Globes party in January. And in the months after, they were photographed making out at hockey games and in cars. I mean, when you're making out at a hockey game. That that pretty much says it all. Here's the deal, though. His bar now to other women. Sure. He is a guy who got Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. So now other women. So he basically by that the door is opened for other incredibly attractive women to go. Okay, well, he's on the radar now. And not only that, the age range. The age range he, is he went everywhere. Really yeah. wide with two really hot girls. I mean, right now, boom! You got pendulum swings. Yeah. I see like an eleven-year-old. Well, well, no, shut up! No, no. 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 Uh, but listen, I I do <laughs> hold. The belief that when a guy who old, might not be a classically, you know, chiseled look about him, yes. really good, if he lands trophy wife or trophy girlfriend, all of a sudden becomes oh. a little bit more attractive. Oh, yeah. To, it's true. Yeah, you know, so I believe that. So anyhow, we'll see how he does. No royal feud over here, folks. This is according to an appearance from Kate Middleton and Prince Harry. <laughs> Amid ongoing rumors of... Everything is just jinky. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing people say over there? I have no idea. This it sounds like. No, that's what Velma on the uh, Scooby-Doo would say. (laughs) 
They got it from Velma? I, you Absolutely. Know, oh. a, a great deal of the monarchy, <laughs> of course, Scooby-Doo. This is amid ongoing rumors of tension between... And we would have gotten away with it, too, <laughs> if it wasn't for you kids. The Queen says zoinks all the time. Yes. Yeah. Zoinks, where are my corgis? Uh, Jinkies, they're over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is amid ongoing rumors of tension between Kate, Prince William, and Harry and Meghan Markle. Uh, Harry joined Kate at her appearance thir- Thursday. On wait, no, no, it's, it's <laughs> quoting Scooby. Yeah. Is that one of the corgis? Uh, at her appearance Thursday, honoring fallen Australian and New Zealand veterans during the annual Anzac Day of commemoration at Westminster Abbey, uh, the pair appeared friendly and close as they walked inside. I've- uh, Every confidence that they get along famously. Yeah, I don't totally. think so. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I really don't. I, I really think that uh, that Meghan Markle is somebody that, that that they don't really care for. Well, here's the deal, honestly. Especially Kate Middleton, because she was. She, I've seen be, tons of pictures of them together. Kate Middleton is hot, yeah. and she's also uh, there. You see them together. You see them. Body language says everything, and in the pictures, they're like two girlfriends chatting it up and having a good time. But the press over there is so hot uh-huh. for this for this to be a thing that they'll just keep reporting it as if it is. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, uh, negative rumors have been uh, dogging them and blah, blah, blah. But apparently this looks okay. During the ceremony itself, onlookers were given a peek at the complicated royal seating arrangements. Royals are always seated in order of precedence with the highest ranking royal closest to the altar. And since William, the future king, was away, Kate didn't get the normal seat by his side. And since she is not a royal by blood, Harry got the top spot with Prince Richard, the queen's cousin, and 26th in line for the throne beside him. Cheer, they're doing this weekend at uh, Frogmore, which is very cool. They're having a Thomas Markle hunt. Oh, wow. Yeah, instead of a fox hunt. <laughs> they sent him out. <laughs> Go over there, naked. <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> 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 Uh, I would like to see that. A Thomas Markle hunt. Uh, this is sad news. I am not familiar with this woman, but this is a tragedy. I'm not familiar with her husband either. Maybe you guys will be, but an actress named Stephanie Shirk. Uh, she's a model and why? I'm sorry, she's a model. He's an actor. Actor uh, Demian uh, Bichir, B-I-C-H-I-R. Uh, not familiar. Well, he's... Uh, he was an Oscar nominee. I'm not sure exactly what for, but his wife died. She was 37 years old, this model, oh. Stephanie, and apparently it was by suicide. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so he shared the news on Instagram, said it has been the uh, saddest and toughest time of our lives, and we don't know how much time it will take for us to overcome this pain. Uh, but she wrote uh, this beneath the picture of her. It is in. Uh, it is our sincere hope that our beautiful Stephanie, my angel and love of my life, will rest in eternal peace. Her cause of death was suicide by drowning. Uh, oh so my God! I, I don't. I, I, yeah, no I don't know the details of that, but um, yeah, that's sure. terrible news. All right, on the upside, <sighs> for those who were thinking uh, that their love story was over and done with forever, guess again because Courtney Kardashian reveals that her ex and the father of her children, Scott Disick, are soulmates. <gasps> what? I know this is great news. Yeah, right. But she, ha- but he has uh, Sophia uh, Richie and no soul. How can he yeah. be anybody's soulmate? In a clip of Sunday's Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Courtney discusses an experience she had with a healer in Bali. Uh, she said Scott came in, and the guy was basically saying that in a past life that we were together and that we're soulmates. Past oh, lives man. don't count, uh, you know. According to this healer, in, in Bali. this life, you're a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> That doesn't sound very very healer like. Uh, right. It's very true like. 
I have a friend that goes to a healer, and I'm like, stop doing what she's saying. She's just a loony bin. Okay, so what what healer <laughs> meaning like a, like a psychic <laughs> or like what type of healer, Kathy? Um, so like a, yeah, there's a little charms <laughs> and things. Very supportive of what she chooses to do. Um, there's a little bit of <clears throat> she doesn't tell the future, but. She'll get feelings, apparently. And she's like, I, you know, I don't have a good feeling about this job you're about to do. I don't think you should go. I don't think what you should travel. What is she, Indiana Jones? Yeah. Yeah, I got like, a bad feeling about this. No, yeah, that's kind of what it's like. And and she's, like, talking about her, <laughs> her marriage and, like, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. Crap, crap. Does she give her little charms and spells or anything like that? Like, or? there's, like, healing oils. and oh, oils. Okay. She yeah. consults Stank Ape. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Kathy. Is she better for it? Is she, is she in a good place? My friend? Yes. Um, Like, because of... Yeah, I mean, it makes her feel better. Yes, it does. Okay, well... Some people like to be lied to. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyhow, she said... uh, She said this healer told her that they were soulmates. So, he was like, you have to decide if you want to be together or not be together. Uh, Not together. Okay. And uh, he was like that or she was like uh, that? So, he was like... I am like a healer. Like, like, yeah, and like you guys are soulmates, like in another life. And then she smiled mysteriously. What, what does that mean? Like, like Lurch smiled. We're back with them. Uh, you know what? I can go to another royal story. If you want. Uh Prince Philip is back behind the wheel. Oh no! Yeah, and you know what it is? What? It's. Sir Brodozer. Sir Bro- <laughs> it's the British version of Brodozer. You imagine him firing that thing up? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is quite wonderful. I'm so sorry. Uh, on, sorry! On Thursday, Philip, who is 97, was seen driving for the first time. <laughs> it's got a lot of talk. Uh, he was seen behind the wheel for the first time since surrendering his license and flipping his car back in January. Uh, he the... flipped his car when he was one of two cars on a lonely rural street. <laughs> it's very hard to do that. The Duke of Edinburgh, uh, who no longer carries royal duties, was photographed going for a drive in his Land Rover around Windsor Castle. So he is allowed to do that. While he does not have a license, the Duke is legally allowed to drive without one as long as he is within his private estate. Imagine ground. your home is so big you can go out for a leisurely drive around your yard. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, three weeks after his January 17th car crash, uh, Buckingham Palace announced that Philip had voluntarily decided to give up Honestly, his driver's I would, license. At that age, just have someone drive for real and then put one of those Fisher-Price wheels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we. Yeah. <laughs> and it has this wonderful thing that helps you count. Good job, Prince. I made three turns. Uh, uh there you go. That's Lukey, yeah. I'm driving. <laughs> And my key, my key is a big square, (laughs) and I fit it in the hole. (laughs) (sighs) All right, Uh, Salva Hayek gave. I know she's stunning. Uh, She gave fans a look at a selfie of her secret tattoo on Instagram. With it's on my vagina. It's on your (laughs) vagina. Uh, It's a. uh, There's a caption. Uh, that reads, a little peek of Sonia Kincaid secret tattoo. 
Uh, and that's all. We don't know where on her body it is. It's a close-up of the of the tattoo, from what I understand. Just do yourself oh, a favor over it's this week. Breast. Is oh, it? I'm yeah. sorry. I thought it was just a close-up. The picture I saw did not have her torso in it. Yeah, it's on her left breast. Now, why'd she do that? And it looks like a bird. Uh, they mm. Like a... Um, like a silhouette of a bird. Is it? Is it in a viewable cleavage area? It is. Or, or no, 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 no. It's I think like side. It's kind of side boob. I guess if she wanted to wear something low cut, she could show that off. But I think yeah. it's a pipsqueak. I'm not sure exactly. It's a pipsqueak. Uh, the 52 year old is starring in the upcoming uh, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Thing. And well, okay. Her, her husband is also the one who's donating billions of dollars to renovate the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral. Billions? That's what I heard. Yeah, he's a billionaire. No, I know he's a billionaire. I didn't know he's donating billions of dollars. I read half a billion. Half a billion is what I thought it was. Okay. But anyhow, a lot of money. That's a whole lot of money. Uh, let's see. Avengers Endgame. Yeah! <laughs> Already smashing records overseas, bringing in $169 million on Wednesday alone. With just $107.2 million in China, Endgame opened in 25 markets, set a single-day record in multiple areas. South Korea, followed by China, followed by Australia, France, Italy, and Germany. So the money is already rolling in, and that will continue. We'll get to more Avengers stuff in just a moment, because uh, we have the movie... Uh, weekend openings. Uh, what else did I have for you? How about this? Amy has picked up a tenth and final season of Wahlburgers. Tenth and final season. Ten seasons. So I've I've actually watched it along the way. I I, I do like it. Uh, yeah. it it's um, at least I was while well, I was watching it earlier on, and I didn't sense a lot of forced. Family, you know, the sculpted reality stuff. Right. Uh, it was just, what I liked was the interesting aspect of opening these restaurants. Well, and they're really likable. I mean, yeah, they are. Donnie and Mark and the other brother who they focus a lot of the time on, they're, they're nice people. And so you kind of root for them. Yeah. So they're going for their 10th and final season. Ten! Uh, <laughs> it has been nominated for a couple of Emmys. Uh, the final season will bow on uh, May 15th. Uh, at 9 p.m., and that is Hello, on... Hello, is all of the time. And that is on A&E. Let's uh, yeah. do the movie openings. Yeah. Yep. All right, so this weekend, what should you go see? One movie to talk about, and that is Avengers Endgame. And I will give you the specifics, like you didn't already know. Uh, it's an action sci-fi film directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Stars Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Brie Larson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle, Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Josh Brolin, and others. What's it about? Well, the Avengers must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for one last throwdown with Thanos. It is PG-13. It is three hours and one minute long. It will feel like one hour and 20 minutes. It has received a 97% so far score on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. So go see it. Yes. Try to go see it. You may not be able to do so this weekend. Yeah, I'm waiting until Tuesday. Yeah, I think it had the absolute record-breaking pre-ticket order on Fandango. Yep. 
So uh, I'm seeing it on Tuesday. Casey will have seen it twice by the time I go to see it. Yep. He's going to yep. go see it again on Sunday. What about you, Nick? Are you seeing it again? Uh, no, I'm actually going to take my son next weekend to see it. He has a soccer hall this weekend. So, Preston, we're going to go do Walk a Mile in Her Shoes next yep. Saturday. And then right from Walk a Mile, we're going to go see Avengers. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the clips. The blacklist follows an FBI profiler as her entire life is uprooted when a mysterious criminal turns himself in and insists on only speaking to her. In this clip, Megan Boone talks about what it's like to play a character that not everyone likes. For a long time, I really wanted everybody to like Liz Keen, and I realized that it's a lot more fun to play somebody who's um, more controversial, the, an antihero. Shut the f- The Blacklist airs tonight, 8 p.m., and that is on NBC. Here's the next one. Surprise! This one is from Avengers Endgame, and, uh, of course, he unites the team one last time to undo Thanos' actions and restore the universe. In this clip, Chris Evans talks about what it felt like to finally wrap up the franchise. This has nothing to do with what happens in the plot, regardless of what happens in the plot. I would still feel a, a real sense of uh, you know, emotional swell because it is the culmination of uh, you know 10 years and what, 21, 22 movies or something like that. It's it's a huge chunk of my life and, and the experiences I've had, the friendships I've made mean a lot to me and, and to hear, you know, you're wrapped on the, the last movie just, uh, it shook me up. Damn! Avengers Endgame premieres in theaters. It is in now. I saw people in line last night uh, on camera. Uh, on the news, uh, getting set for it. so Getting all set. And so far, though a, a fair amount of people have seen it, um, on social media, I have not um, seen anything in the way of spoilers. Nobody's disappointed either, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Beautiful. All right, so there you go, dear friends. Your entertainment report. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. A bunch of guests on the program today. We have a chance to win this Mother's Day uh, brunch with Casey and Jackie. Nice. Text word mom to 39333. We'll pick a winner later on. It's uh, up for you and up to seven guests for a special Mother's Day brunch. Uh, oh, mommy. Which Godshall's Turkey Bacon is hosting, and Casey and Jackie will be there. And it's uh, Sunday, May 12th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Mummers Museum. Yeah. And you get a tour. Jackie's going to show you around crafts, all kinds of stuff, flowers for mom. Text word mom to 39333, and we'll see if you win later on. We'll be back in a moment. Here comes the MMRB. Join Marissa Magnata tomorrow from noon to 2 at Sprint, 223 Shoemaker Road in Pottstown. Enter to win a week at the Jersey Shore. Tickets to the sold-out Vans Warp Tour and custom WMMR and Sprint sunglasses. Try Sprint's LTE Advanced Network, now up to two times faster than before and a reliability you can count on. Hang with the MMRB tomorrow from 4 to 6 at Rita's of Voorhees, 106 Haddonfield Berlin Road for an MMRBQ ticket rate. Win tickets every 10 minutes, plus get two regular gelatis for $5.99 or buy two quarts of water ice and get one free. The MMRB is powered by Winter Airport Parking, Philadelphia's premier airport parking service. Guaranteed bookings at winterairportparking.net. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. All right, I told you I'd have to do this again, so they're they're in the car now. Oh, yay. So happy birthday to my amazing daughter, Caroline. Yeah, hey! I wish her happy birthday already with the uh, celebrity birthdays back. I do it now. So good. So good. So good. So she's uh, 12 years old today. 
that young lady in my life. I love her to death. So happy birthday, sweetheart. Today is your day. And you're a really good artist, Caroline. She, she is. is. Yeah. Her handsome Squidward uh, portrait. That people thought it was me with green makeup on. I know. It yeah. did look a little bit like it. It did right? look a lot. Hey, Troublingly so. So with, uh, I, I know we're totally geeking out. And listen, we're not going to do a breakdown of superheroes no. in, in this particular conversation. Go to grandma for that. But... <laughs> You know, we we've said since this this realm has arrived of this great uh, of, once you get a great series that opens up and the the where they can go with effects now, um, anticipating a movie opening, I I'd said years ago is kind of like it used to be when concerts not not the concerts are it's still exciting to yes, go to of course but when you know that that day you're going to go to that show that you've been looking forward to for so long and it's finally the day. You get those, you know, the butterflies in the stomach and the whole thing. And it's, you're oh. nervous. You're just in general nervous. You're nervous for all sorts of reasons. You yeah. want it to be everything. You're trying to tamp it down a little bit so that you don't get too crazy. Uh, when it delivers, though, um, you know, and when you have that experience, and I've had, you know, over my 110 years of life, <laughs> uh, I've had many experiences where I've been at the theater or, or just, seen something that I'd built up and been disappointed, and then I've had those rare gems yeah. where it's like, oh, thank God, this is everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. And this this is something that I had anticipated for, uh, you know, years, but definitely for the last year or so, and I was, like, really looking forward to it. I have a friend of mine who she bought her tickets, her and her husband <laughs> bought their tickets when as soon as they went on sale, they're right. like, boom, we're doing this Saturday night, you know, April 27th. We got the 8 o'clock, blah, 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 blah. And I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago. She goes, dude, my freaking best friend's uh, daughter's got her communion, and I got to go no. to the communion party. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What you say is, even if you do, you say, we do not believe in your God. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> well, they. so I saw her the other day. She's like, dude, I'm so excited. They ended up working it out. Because the, the communion is also, like, on the other side of, like, counties and stuff. Come on. Uh, when you're on the other side of counties, that's ridiculous. Dude, but the, the, the in-laws or the parents are going to meet them halfway. They're going to... Dr- dude, they're not even taking their kids. It's her and her husband. Wait a minute. So they've, they've made concessions yes. in the in the first communion yes. uh, to make sure that these people are a part of it, yet they can still go to the movie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's, that is pretty that's cool. That's how important like this is to Well, me. also, there's been a random nature to it. I, now, as we mentioned earlier, Fandango reported that, that this was by far the biggest pre-sellout of tickets ever that they've ever had. In fact, it, the system went down a couple of times when the t- tickets initially became avail- available. And we're n- hearing that this could well be the first $1 billion weekend yeah. for an opening of a film. Wow. $1 billion. I'm happy to hear that it it is not going to disappoint because you get, uh, you, you have such anticipation of something you really have been wanting to happen for a long time. And when it has on occasion disappointed you, it really sucks. Do you know it's also a wonderful thing when you go with no anticipation? Yes. When you go, for example, for Man. me, the first Matrix. Okay. Okay. Let's see what this is going to be about. What? I mean, the, the first time you're, you're watching, uh, you know, them run up the walls yeah. in that first fight. I'm forgetting her name now, but she, you know, clad in all leather. Oh, yeah. Trinity. Yeah, yes, right. Trinity, yeah. So, and when she, <laughs> when she starts running wow. up the walls and all yeah. that stuff... Yeah, it was just you wanted to walk out, hang a Yui, and go right back into the theater and watch it again. I I will tell you if you ever uh, told someone, "Man, I wish I was you," 
because you don't know. You it <laughs> yes. has, you haven't experienced it yet. And I, I wish I was you again. I'm so jealous that you get to experience this for the first time. And that can happen with anything, not just Sure, you. sure, sex. But I must, yeah. I must have been living in a bubble <laughs> because I went to, I was going with some friends to see some movie. It's some space movie. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. It's a spaceship thing or whatever. It was Star Wars. No way. <laughs> and I, so I had zero anticipation of the film. And the very first scene, you know, after the crawl, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, they did it. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, it blew me away. So to defend you on so that, great. there was not a lot of buzz prior okay. to Star Wars. So Star Wars came from George Lucas, obviously, American Graffiti. Okay, what's this thing? Uh, they ran some radio commercials, a little bit of TV, uh, and so in anticipation. Now, I I knew because I was M- Mr. Starlog and Fangoria and all, all the all the magazines and Famous Monsters of Filmland, and I read the paperback book, and I knew all the characters and the whole damn deal. But the virtually all of the audience I was watching that movie with had just seen a few of the laser effects and stuff in yeah. the in the commercial. Mm-hmm. No one knew what to expect, and uh, that. That right there is one of the greatest cinematic yeah. experiences of my life. When that, when it passes over, when the ship passes over you and seems to keep going. Well, yeah, it, it was. Oh, oh my God! And then, and then you're yes, it's you're right. just you cannot believe you you you've got your money's worth. It thirty seconds into the movie. Now, on, on another first time and not having any idea what this movie was going to be about. Experience <laughs> was I was going to see a movie. It's another space type movie, and I'm like, and at this time I'm in uh, like fifth or sixth grade, and my uncle and his girlfriend were going, and they wanted to take me, and I'm like, oh, it's a space movie. Maybe it's going to be like a Star Wars type movie. Okay. Pretty cool. I yeah, love yeah, these yeah. types of movies. Emmanuel in space, dude. <laughs> no, it was Alien. Oh, that is it a wholly different, absolutely terrified me. I was so scared and did not want to be there because I, I thought, laser guns. And <laughs> where's the cute guys. little robot? Where's things. the cute little robot that goes beep, beep? Dear God. I, it absolutely, and I, Casey, I did yeah. you. I covered my eyes yeah. and my uncle Tony was like, he would tell me when it was okay to look again yeah. and I spent half the movie not even looking at the screen. <laughs> I had no idea what that movie was You know about. what's crazy about that? And that's beep, a masterpiece. It uh, is, yes. Yeah. Beep, beep, toot, toot. Like, there was never any subtitles. You never really knew what R2-D2 was saying. You knew right? because of the reaction because from the, the reaction. people around him and a, a C-3PO, yeah. You had an the idea. same way Groot is that's deciphered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't really know what Chewbacca's saying either, but yeah. Han kind of translates for you. <laughs> I uh, don't know what you're saying. <laughs> that, yeah. that would have been an interesting yeah. conceit in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Preston, in 1989, uh, Ken Greenberg, Bobby Mahanti, and I went and saw <laughs> Back to the Future 2. And we're, you know, we're 14 years old, so our parents drop us off. We're at the Gateway Movie Theater in uh, uh, where there's now a Panera Bread, and we sit down and we're watching the movie. And Bobby turns to us and he says, um, "What happened in the first one?" <laughs> he never, he'd never seen Back to Why the Future. Why are you seeing them? <laughs> Especially an intricate time travel yeah. story. So Ken and I are like, "You're asking us this now, uh, right before the movie started." Get and out. At that point. I thought everybody in America had seen Back to the Future 1, but of course, Bobby had not. Everybody but Bobby had seen Exactly, it. yeah. All right, here's a whole other subject of yeah. not expecting things in the movies. Have you ever seen uh, 
and and this is when I was a kid, and so it was a big deal. I remember seeing boobs in a movie that I had no idea <laughs> that boobs were going to pop up in. Oh. I'm pretty sure, Steve, that this, if if my memory serves, but I think it was Clash of the Titans. There's like a breastfeeding scene. Oh uh, yeah, boob, and I'm like, hey, yeah, wow. Uh, Boobies. Boobs. Oh, I'm turning to stone. <laughs> I know, and I was probably around yeah. that same age when I saw Alien. You're like boobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, my dad was his his mission was to totally yeah. uh, corrupt us in every way possible. So we went to see a movie about the first. I think the first successful transgender operation called the Christine Jorgensen story. Okay. I'm sitting there. I'm like eight. Yeah, you know, with the bowl of pop, <laughs> and the, we're sitting there watching and. Wow, yeah. you know they, they can do that, and yeah. and and, uh, <laughs> and my dad said, yeah, "Yeah, let me go to a couple of calls. I'm going to go to uh, Bob, who's online. Hey, Bob. Bob, 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 I'm here. Sorry, that's all right. What's up, Bob? <laughs> yeah, many years ago, my mom uh, said, "Hey, we're going to go to the movies tonight." I said, "Okay, cool." I was been maybe seven or eight. Unfortunately, it was pretty crowded, so we had to sit in the front row. Uh. For Jaws. Jaws. Jaws dude. in the front row. How old were you? Uh, maybe seven. Okay. So that that is uh, the yeah, stuff of been, nightmares. That would have been terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had oh, no yeah. idea what it was going to be about, Bob? No, no. I saw some beach scenes. I'm like, okay, the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, when that woman got wrapped up around that cell at the beginning of it, I was... I didn't have to do the bathroom anymore. Oh, that, yeah, that first sequence where she's she's skinny dipping, yeah, and, and it cl- and slams her against the buoy and all that stuff. Oh, it's man. just incredibly tense. You know that was the that actually Thanks, set Bob, the tone. Bob. Summer was the time of year when they would dump movies off movies oh. they didn't think were going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Summers because most people are outside. The beaches, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lose. Okay, so Jaws was the first to reverse that because of course it is a summer beach movie yeah. you know and yeah. it, and that and then from then on summer yeah. became the blockbuster time it was always the big movies and they still do it but not as much around christmas mm-hmm. you know what um we used to i don't think people run into this problem anymore where you're going to a movie to anticipate buying a ticket and then it sells out or huge lines i remember like for um et i want to say Maybe it was Empire Strikes Back. He got to the movie theater not knowing if you were actually going to be able to yeah, get it. Sure. Oh, it happened. Huge, huge line. Yeah, with that's Batman. how we saw so many terrible movies because there was nothing <laughs> right. left. And you're like, all right, I'll go see whatever. That's was- right. You would sometimes yeah. you have a fallback. Oh, well, let's <laughs> go see that instead. Yeah. yeah, we would never not go to the movies. We would still go, but yeah. we didn't, but they didn't see have- what we wanted. But sometimes you get a gem. Yeah. Sometimes you get a gem. That's how I saw Phantasm. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was going to see a, uh, I forget what else it was. It's probably a similar type thing, but it was right. sold out. And Phantasm, like, <laughs> this is, I had paid her. But mm-hmm. you didn't, um, they didn't have, like, multiplexes like they do now. Like, maybe yeah. you had a place that had four movies. So when when, you the, know? when the Godfather came out, both my parents had read the book. And, and so I was familiar. I loved Marlon Brando. And we waited in line for about four. Four and a half hours. Wow. And, and we weren't sure we were going to get into that day screening. <laughs> One of the best movie experiences I ever had. I, we went and saw Ghost. It was like me and my mom and dad, and I think my little brother was with us. But so we, we my parents let us sit in a different part of the theater. Okay. And um, <laughs> this better be good. It, it really okay, better be. What is it? It's so funny to me. Let me, uh, let me just get the rewind ready. Okay. You're like, you're, you're Bert Kreischering so, out here. All right. Because you like, do sound like Kreischer. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I'm in the back of the theater. My parents are in a different part of the theater, and it's the, it's like the, at the end, you know, towards the end of the movie, yeah. And it's really touching because you know Patrick Swayze dies, 
And right in the beginning, that's hilarious. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so she Whoopi Goldberg becomes Patrick Swayze. Yes. And there and it's a really touching moment with the uh, they kiss Demi Moore. Demi Moore's eyes are closed. Yeah. And they're kissing. Yeah. And my dad just starts cracking up, like <laughs> laughing out loud. Because it's Whoopi Goldberg. Do they actually kiss? Or do they just dance? I don't remember. I, yeah, I, I don't dance. really even call. But I like, think there's a little finger blast. <laughs> but my dad. I thought they kissed. I, I thought they kissed too. I wasn't sure. But like, yeah. so it's a really tender moment. My yeah. dad just starts howling. Because <laughs> in reality, Demi Moore is kissing Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and I know it's my dad that's yeah, yeah. laughing. So right? did you start laughing? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm like, and, and my dad. Dad's got like a pretty distinct laugh. Oh my god! Okay, it, yeah. So All right, I'll share you a completely unrelated <laughs> movie moment that made me laugh my ass off too. And I was a kid. Schindler's List. It was no. It was a, I don't. I couldn't even tell you what movie it was, but it was a quiet moment in the movie. And I was, I was sitting somewhere midway in the theater, and someone in the very back row had a box of candy and whatever it was they were round oh yeah yeah yeah. oh i've had this like round heart (laughs) and they dropped it and it rolled from the back the back of the theater all the way down to the front on you know on concrete or whatever the ground was made up and you just heard all of that candy roll all the way down to the front I was dying. Do you, do you remember the movie Marooned, where the uh, it's from years and years and years ago? These astronauts get stuck in space. Okay, uh, I think it was might, probably before even Apollo thirteen. Right. And um, uh, so you know, it was a Saturday matinee. I'm, I'm there. Somebody had a firecracker, and you know, this is an it it uh, it, it you know it, it went off and, and and what? Yeah, but but it was it's that kind of crap happened all the time at Saturday matinees, okay. right? And, and so. The the wife is on on you know talking on a communication setup to her husband who's up in space, and she opens up her mouth and you hear the theater manager to the intercom go, <laughs> "Whoever chucked that firecracker better watch their ass." <laughs> so wait like, a minute, wait a minute. So did, the, the, did her mouth freeze open? No, or, her mouth. Or you kept, the sound drops out. Moving. Her mouth oh, is moving. <laughs> Whoever chucked that firecracker better watch their ass. <laughs> The guy was so pissed he didn't care about his language. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, I think I shared this story with you guys before, but Steve, there was a um, uh, movie theater in the Andorra Shopping Center. I don't think it's there anymore. Right. But we went and saw The Sixth Sense there, and uh, that movie theater was often half white, half African American. Oh, yeah. And there's this Which scene. is always a great experience. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, Richard uh, Pryor's bit about going is yeah, hilarious. It's, uh, you know, there are stereotypes sometimes yeah. for a reason, and there's that scene where uh, Hilly Joel Osment goes to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and the temperature <laughs> drops, and the little girl actress who became the girl in uh, the Misha Barton. Misha Barton walks by. And so we're, it's a tense scene and a scary scene. And there's a large African-American woman sitting right behind us. And, the, the you know, the, the temperature yeah. drops and it's tense. And the little girl walks by and the lady just goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I jumped more from her yelling what the hell was that than the tense scene that M. Night Shyamalan had created. I love, I love that. Marissa's got a story. Yesterday we were talking about going to the bathroom during a movie and a perfect pee break. <clears throat> and I don't even remember how old I was whenever Anchorman came out. But we were like drinking at a friend's house and we decided to like go see this movie called Anchorman. <clears throat> and like it was written perfectly, my friend got up. And then they had the uh, Anchorman fight. Yeah. The Anchorman Unite. The brawl. The brawl. She left, came back the moment it was over, and was like, 
She missed one of the great Yeah. By the way, great. Uh, we mentioned this app the other day when uh, these guys were getting ready to go see uh, uh, Endgame. Uh, it's called Run P. And it's an app that you can use that will tell you a timestamp within the movie uh, that isn't essential in the plot point, and you can zip out and go to the bathroom real quick. You know, because the, the I think the average run time of most movies now averages about 110 minutes. So most people can do that no problem. You're looking at a three-hour movie here yeah. with Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why this stuff has become, uh, you know, more... Um, we're more aware of it. You but know? I'll tell you what, now a lot more theaters have uh, bars in them. Uh, and so if you're, as opposed to just, you know, drinking your, your soda and popcorn, if your drink, beer goes through you very, very quickly. Yeah, you just rent and, it, right? And what's that? You just rent it, right? You just rent yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but there are, uh, uh, there are more, like there's a, uh, uh, in fact, a few theaters that aren't like movie tavern type theaters that, that have, have, boot, wow. have bars I didn't know that, yeah. yeah so the, uh, the Plymouth Meeting uh, yes, movie theater the, has the it. the greatest thing when that came. The, uh, the one on uh, 309 Cinema 309 has a bar in there, too. And does nice movie tavern serve booze? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, right. yeah, they have great, you know, you know, signature cocktails and stuff wow, like that. Right. So, yeah, there's uh, and so <laughs> this Run P app might be uh, might come in uh, handy sometime in the near future. What I would recommend, though, if you are seeing that, uh, you know, Endgame, obviously, and you like to have your morning coffee or whatever, if you you know, whatever day you're choosing to do it. Yeah. Take a couple hours before to just cut back on yeah. your water intake or whatever. All right. I'm going to go back to these first time movie experiences. I'm going to go to Heather. Hi, Heather. You're on the air. Good morning. Good you morning. Good you morning. <laughs> What's up, Heather? I am a little bit embarrassed to announce this statement over, you know, live radio. But yeah. I am 41 years old, and just this past Friday, I saw Star Wars for the first time. No kidding. Yes, I kid you not. Let me. So let me <laughs> ask you late. something. Yeah, it is a little late, and now you've probably seen um, many of its successors. What did you think of it? Well, because Mr. Craig Legon got me into all the Marvel and DC movies, I just, I found a lot of the special effects laughable. Yeah. But I get it. I get the fandom. I get the obsession. Not that the obsession is a bad thing, but I totally get it. Hey, wait a minute. It says here something on the screen. Uh, You had seen Spaceballs, though. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So I now do you finally people. get that movie? <laughs> yeah. 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 With all the pop culture references, I didn't have to really get Spaceballs. It just, everyone knew, you know, with the whole Darth Vader, the, the you know, may the Schwartz be with you and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, you're right. By, by, that, by the time Spaceballs came out, whether you'd seen Star Wars or not, a lot of the pop culture references were already, you know, kind of common. So, I, I, yeah, I get exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're happy you finally got that out of the way, Heather. Me too. Thanks, guys. All right. No problem. We'll see you later. Uh, let's see. I, I had somebody who texted in. Uh, Nick, if you could pull the text messages oh, yeah. back up. There was uh, somebody who had said that they, they went to Lord of the Rings oh, yeah. and had no idea what they were going to see. Oh, really? my God. Right. But at the end of it, it says, yeah, I had no idea what Lord of the Rings was when I saw it for the first movie. And I was so mad at the end. I stood up at the end and very loudly went, that's it? <laughs> Where's the volcano or whatever they were going to go to? <laughs> Didn't know it was part one of three. And yeah. all these super fans around the, this person were mortified, apparently. So I mean, listen, this isn't like some huge movie, but like I didn't know what I was getting into when I went and saw The Big Lebowski. I had no idea how much I was going to love that movie, and I did. Like, And it, you know, I ended up, 
you know, I think that was the summer or that after that year, I became like a big white Russian drinker just because of the, the dude. Of course. Yes. I wonder how many people, and there will be, that are going to see Endgame, uh, not unlike Kathy, who might be taking their son or daughter, uh, who have not seen any of the movies. <laughs> and would they... Can you even be entertained? I'm sorry, I was asked last because night. Because the movie is so deep into the story. Yeah, like for a little bit. There's like some entertaining stuff, but I mean, I just zone out. Yeah, you have to okay. at least I would imagine. have seen it, Infinity War. No, you don't have to see anything. It's just a superhero movie. You no, you have oh, to see Infinity War. You there are about, there are about 12 moments in the movie. I'd, I'd say 12 or 14 moments in the movie where I think you will, you, you, will, you would not appreciate it if you did not at least know something right about some yeah. of the other films and in yeah. fact it it presents itself as again a love letter to marvel fans jason said to me stop asking me questions uh, so you've gone you've gone or seen the movies at home as well yeah but since you don't know the character development and all that you just flat out you're just kind of yeah you're blanking i'm watching you're, you're watching but, like, but i'm not really following okay. along because i know that there's <laughs> have you ever fallen asleep uh, in a su- superhero movie, yeah. no, but no. in a movie, yes. <laughs> My favorite story is you, and I'm a fan of the 2014 Godzilla. I love it. But the the second half of the movie is, and, and the sound oh editing God. on that movie is astonishing. <laughs> I was a cacophonous, <laughs> nonstop. I was so tired when we went to go see it. And so we went to Movie Tavern, so we ate. And I had a beer, too. And on top yes. of that, I just passed. And it was packed. So we were in the front row. And I Dude, passed sleeping. out. And at one point, I just, I wake up to, ah! I mean, just the most <laughs> loudest noises you could possibly imagine. And it stirred me awake. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've missed this entire movie. And uh, what's that thing? Yeah, what is, what is that thing? Wait, there's a bigger one? Um, so I was very confused. Yeah, falling asleep in a movie sucks. Uh, let me see a few other calls here. I'm going to go to Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Melissa. What's up? Hey, so I don't know what year it was. I, I want to say elementary school, late elementary school, when Sliver and Cape Fear came out. It was a double feature. And my parents took me to see it. Both of them, and I was—I I know I was like ten years old. Ten years so, old. So, by the way, you know, <laughs> Cape Fear was considered very. Uh, wasn't Cape Fear rated R? Yeah. All right. And so, Sliver. Uh, and Sliver, I think, was as well because that was a, a sort of a sexy, um, uh, a, a pervert. He had rigged all these cameras in this apartment building, and it was—I think it was other, Billy Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Every other scene was a sex scene. I was so uncomfortable. And so my dad kept giving me money to go out. I mean, I had so much candy that day. Uh, <laughs> go buy candy. Yeah, no, we... And, and then the second feature came, you know, with a double feature, so I went back in for Kate Fear. By the time that he rips that girl's face off when he bites her cheek off, yeah. I vomited all over the theater. Oh, my God. <laughs> Of my life, I'll never forget it. Well, you know, if you like, my parents, I said, you know, everyone knows the story. My 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 dad, my mother was mortified, but we would go out and see stuff that adults were terrified to go see, <laughs> and we were so immune to it early. Uh, you know, but uh, honestly, I know that the other parents in the neighborhood looked at our family like, "What the f is wrong with those people?" Kathy sent my text in saying, uh, going to see Endgame without the other Marvel movies is like going to Target without taking any coupons with you. <laughs> uh, and by the way, you would be surprised at the number of texts that are coming up of people that are going to see it. 
that are not really familiar with the uh, with the whole story and uh, have like somebody had only seen half of Infinity War and they're going, how can you only watch half of that? What? Movie? And so they they watch half of the and they're going to see Endgame this weekend. So last night the question came up, Preston, about whether you have to see Captain Marvel. I yes. don't think you do. Okay. Uh, uh, and in you fact, go, right? it, it would mean, be nice. But it. actually, in the um, as the uh, the filming went, uh, Endgame was shot before Captain Marvel. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. So uh, uh, it was. Uh, she really hadn't played. That was the first time she played the character. Oh. Brie Larson was in. Uh, yeah. Endgame. Uh, here's another text about uh, unintentionally going to a movie. This one says, I went to Paranormal Activity. I thought it was <laughs> like a romantic comedy for some reason. <laughs> what? Uh, and I had nightmares for a month. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But those, those happy accidents, as you said, Casey, occur less and less because you can buy tickets online. You're yeah. making the effort to go to a theater years ago. All right, what else do you have? Yeah. And then you would, you would happen in on a you movie. You know what? Um, I went and saw The Gray uh, when it went in the theater, and it was just because... I, the and, blue was sold out. No, yeah. no. It was... And you, I know you love that I movie. I love The Gray. But it, it came out in February. Yeah. And February is kind of like a terrible time for movies, and I was just really trying to kill time, and so I went to the lobby, and I'm looking... Suck. I'm like, what sucks the least? I'm like, all right, well, let me try this Liam Neeson movie. It was awesome. Yeah. It was an awesome movie. I went and saw, the last time I remember a movie being sold out for a long period of time was Independence Day. And I went and saw that in the theater. And I went to, it was a multiplex in uh, L.A. It was sold out. And uh, I went and saw Cable Guy instead. <laughs> in retrospect, Cable Guy's probably a better movie than yeah. Independence Day. Well, yeah. I remember coming out of Independence Day, uh, you know, and I, I was on opening night. I come out of Independence Day, and there's, a, like, up in New York, NBC, Channel 4 up in New York. They had a whole crew outside. It was one of the, the big theater. It was big, a big deal. Right. So they come out, of course, much to their chagrin, I'm one of the first people <laughs> they go to. What, what did you think of it? I'll tell you what I think. The 1956 movie War of the Worlds is incredibly better. How did they do that? And uh, and and they, okay. What did you do? <laughs> I like it. Here's here's a text that says, uh, "My mother took me to see Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back." <laughs> When that first came out, it says the look on her face and the cringe she went through is still talked about to this day. Is it, does it have a George Carlin Hummer in that one? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No, he talks. Yeah, he talks. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I can get if I can get 100 miles out of it, I'll take a shot in the mouth. The rules of the road. <laughs> you got to know the rules. It's an incredibly dirty movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you're not going to get that in Endgame. No, I guess. no, there are no uh, Hummers. Uh, I want to take a break because I saw a birthday boy in our green room. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's pretty excited at the Phil's this weekend. There's a very special gentleman who's celebrating his birthday. We'll get him in here in a moment. We're going to take a break, but our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon. Show your mom or the mother of your children that you love her to the moon and back with Stephen Singer's beautiful I Love You to the Moon and Back diamond necklace for only $98. Free shipping, free personalized Mother's Day card exclusively at Stephen Singer Jewelry. That's IHStevenSinger.com. We're here, and we have a six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshall's Turkey Bacon for call number 7 at 215-263-WMMR. we got a bunch of guests on the program today. O'Shea Jackson, who's in the movie Long Shot, will be here. Also, Kumail Nanjiani uh, from uh, the, the movie Stuber. And if you watch uh, Silicon Valley, you definitely know him. Uh, he's coming by today, and we have a few other things, including Go Fund Yourself. Chance for you to win some money. We'll have that when we return. Stay with us. 
interested in the Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well done. Well done. We have we have a special guest in the studio, and that's why everybody's smiling here. Uh, we need to do the bizarre file first, quickly. Okay, so we're going to have him wait just a moment. So good luck with that. He's not yeah, happy, right. but here it's his birthday. He's excited, yeah. you know. Right. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax. First, the eight percent tax in Philly, Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. So. Uh, police arrested a woman on a charge of assault with a dangerous weapon after she allegedly attempted to hit her ex-boyfriend with a pickup truck. But here's what happened. Officers arrived and made contact with a pedestrian who told him his ex-girlfriend attempted to hit him with the vehicle uh, and ended up hitting a light pole instead. Oh, man. Uh, the victim, 39... <laughs> a 39-year-old man, advised that he and his ex-girlfriend <laughs> broke up the day before the incident. Uh, there's something over my shoulder. I, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You just got French kissed. Got tongue kissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the man By the fanatic. told police that he was walking on the... I'll wrap it up in a second. <laughs> walking up on the sidewalk en route to a grocery store when his girlfriend saw him and drove up over the curb onto the sidewalk in an attempt to hit him with the vehicle. He saw him. He saw the vehicle coming, so he stepped behind a light pole, and she slammed into that. Oh, Good move, though. So yeah. thank God yeah. he got out of the way. Yep. Uh, he was not injured. Required no medical attention. Officers placed her under arrest for assault with a dangerous weapon. Uh, the 35-year-old woman complained of pain to her wrist, and she was taken to the hospital. But yet, she is going to be in the county jail on a charge of assault with a dangerous weapon. Uh, okay, this is weird. An academic in Kuwait has claimed in a television interview that gay men have a worm in their anus that feeds on semen and that she has found a cure for homosexuality. That is crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. You got to kill the worm, apparently. Absolutely. So, well, it seems like the procedure. So well. this bizarre and completely false statement was made by <laughs> Miriam al Shoel, who is reportedly an anti-gay and anti-lesbian researcher in the Middle Eastern country who believes that there are four genders, male, female, Feminine gay men and butch lesbians. And the fifth being warm. And uh, during a discussion on Scope TV, which is a broadcaster based in Kuwait City, she claimed that the cure, which is based around the therapeutic suppositories that she has made, is inspired by Islamic prophecies and is all based on science. Mm. Uh, She also claimed that gay people develop a sexual urge after being attacked, sexually attacked, and that the supposed worm can be destroyed by the suppositories. It's always the worm, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. A uh, video released by... You got a worm in your face now. Uh, Emmy, oh, my God. I've never seen his butt that close up before. Uh, released by uh, Memory, a U.S.-based news outlet covering stories in the Middle East, claims that she said, as well as the fourth gender, which is butch lesbians. Uh, this is all science, so there's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, she had a Bunsen burner in front of her. Uh, the sexual urge develops when a person is sexually attacked, and afterwards it persists because this is an anal worm... Uh, that feeds on sperm. So what I did was produce suppositories, which are to be used by certain people at a certain time. It cures those urges by exterminating the worm that feeds on the sperm. It seems so obvious, doesn't it? I know. Yeah. Why didn't? Why did it take this, this amount of time to figure out what's causing all this? Yeah. So later in the video, she shows the other guests and hosts the show the samples of these suppositories. That By the way, made. this is their version of home improvement, uh, claiming that the pills have the exact same ingredients but are different colors. And she adds uh, that certain types of foods can also make men more masculine and build up muscle mass. Wow. As well. All right, we'll do. We'll just do one more story up yeah. on us, and that's it. <laughs> this one won't include an anal worm. Uh, no, it will not. Um, how about this one? 
Uh, sheriff's deputies say that they were able to return a man's prosthetic leg after he says he lost it while skydiving. <laughs> yeah. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Office said they got... They got... <laughs> Fanatic is killing me. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Office said he's beating his head on the counter. The webcam's on, by the way, if people want to tune in. They got a call on Monday that someone had found a prosthetic leg in a lumber yard. After speaking to some people at the nearby airport, deputies figured out an amputee lost his leg while skydiving the day before. Now, the sheriff's office was able to find the $15,000 leg. Fifteen grand. do not you think they would attach those things a little better? Yeah. Well, that's what he, he comments on that. They belong, it belonged to a man named Dion, and deputies returned it to him on Monday. Apparently, Dion said that this was his second leg he's lost while skydiving. Uh, <laughs> he lost his leg in a freak skydiving accident two years prior. That's how he became an amputee. Uh, but he promises to make a tether... And learn from this, uh, but fully plans to stick with his well, passion. tie the tether around the anal worm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll take care of both things. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was the birthday of your Philly fanatic, and he is here with us yeah. in the studio. And along with him, his interpreter and very good friend, our buddy, Mr. John Brady. Yeah. Well, I am the one that speaks Galapagos. Yes, Galapagos. You, do. yes, you do. One of the few in the city. Uh, 40, Might be the only in the city. 41 years old? No. He's no. a perpetual eight-year-old. Oh, that's yes. right. Okay. In Galapagos that. Islands, you don't age. You do not age. Okay. In fact, you sometimes thing. go backwards a little bit. However, oh. it was seven, 78 the, the year he w- made his debut? Fanatic arrived from the Galapagos Islands in 1978, yes. So How did he arrive? Was, was it uh, by his own volition? Was he captured and brought here? What happened? Yeah, he was, he was captured and brought here. Yes. A la Velociraptor. By the San Diego chicken, we think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, so vastly superior to the chicken. Yes, uh, yes. So the celebrations are actually on Sunday, right? It's this Sunday, yes. And it's uh, the Fanatics uh, birthday party is always the best day of the year, uh, in my opinion. Yep. And uh, Citizen Bank is the sponsor. So we, I brought this Fanatic hooded towel right here. Look at oh, that. That's All kids 14 awesome. under are going to get that. Now, my 11-year-old wears one of these towels. Fanatic's going to put this on me, so it fits very well. There you go. Uh, oh, so, yes, so all kids are going to get this. We're going to have the Fanatic loves magic. So we're going to have an illusionist and a mentalist. Uh, Fanatic needs a mentalist. Uh, and they're going to have a big, we're gonna, there's going to be a big trick. I was I was actually part of the trick, right? Like a, a big a illusion? A big, a big illusion? illusion? Wow. Yes. Has, uh, yes it, does it uh, involve an elephant? <laughs> it does not involve an elephant. But, but I was thinking that... <laughs> that I've been working with you guys so long. That was probably the scary part was when I made that gaffe. Now, I guess some of the listeners here obviously don't know. Right, yeah. But, yes, I came in the Fanatic's birthday with a Fanatic yeah. probably like 22 years ago. Ex- yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Something like 20, that. It's probably 22, yeah. 23 years ago. 21? Yeah. yeah. Uh, on Y100. Yeah. And it was, yes, I made a gaffe about the Fanatic coming on the back of an elephant. Uh, sorry, Fanatic, to remind you again. Uh, but, no, there will be no elephants involved. Okay. Uh, this time. No. So you will be like you will be like the magician's assistant for this. Well, I think I'm just going to be in the stands. They don't oh, want me right. any part of this magic trick. Right, By right. the way, we need to congratulate John because he celebrates 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Which means you guys are probably close to 25 years, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, 20, 20 years. 20 years with the, the, the show, but we've been in all been in broadcasting here for a, a long, long time. In that in that 25 years, John, how many World Series rings have you lost? Uh, just, just one. <laughs> oh, just, just one. one. Yeah. I did get a 25-year ring. Right? Really? And everyone's you? like, first thing people said, you oh, you're going to leave that in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> of so, I but guess they, when I die at some point, my epitaph's going to say, John Brazier, the guy who lost his I, World Series ring in the bathroom. As soon as that story came out, I was just like, 
Don't, really be John. don't be John. Don't be John. Don't be John. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, it was John Brazier. Exactly right. By the oh, way, yeah. tell, tell them about the other the gift that the team gave you, the league gave you. This well, is really cool. Yeah, the Phillies in Major League Baseball, it's really tremendous, and especially the Phillies as a family. But uh, you know, the Phillies, we had a ceremony, and so you get a Phillies ring. Now, that's obviously very cool. It's a ring that I don't wear because I will lose it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know your limitations. But the cool thing is I told you, Preston, off the air, they give you in Major League Baseball, so it's not just the Phillies, it's around baseball. If you work 25 years, you get a lifetime pass. It's like this gold-type credit card that you can present to any ballpark, as long as it's not a sellout, and you get two, two free tickets the rest oh. of your life. That's that awesome. is sensational. Yeah. Life. How cool is that? Yeah. So I just got to live a long life to be able to <laughs> take advantage of this. But you said as long as it's not a sellout. So you can't, like, show up to Game 7 of a World Series somewhere. Right. And... Exactly. But yeah. still, that's, that's still, awesome. that's still yeah. pretty awesome. What's yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Outside of the great ballpark that we have in South Philly here, what is your favorite park outside of Philadelphia? Uh, I do like San Francisco. Uh, I also like Pittsburgh. Those are the two. Uh, but, but that being said... You, you almost have to uh, separate Wrigley and Fenway from the new ones. Yeah. So, I mean, Wrigley and Fenway, just especially Wrigley, just stands out way above everybody else. Wow. Loses history. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. And they've also done a lot of changes to it as well. Okay. But, yeah. Um, so, uh, it's got a, this so, so far this season, I mean, there's, we've had some bumps along the way, but it's been exciting at the ballpark, hasn't it? The yeah. whole Bryce Harper effect, uh, is just amazing how just the attendance has, has shot up, the merchandise is going to, uh, over the... Over the top. I mean, it's uh, just the excitement uh, is unbelievable. Dollar Dog Night. This is a perfect example. Last year, uh, we probably sold maybe like 10,000 hot dogs for Dollar Dog Night. We've sold thirty five over 35,000 hot dogs. <laughs> it's basically, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Well, actually, it's no, trembling. I'm sorry. Sorry. Wrong. We'll start with 70,000 per night. So we've sold over 140,000 hot dogs for two nights. For dollar dog nights, that's that's almost two two hot dogs per person. Oh my god! Average, which wow. is, and that just shows just the whole everybody's just it's it's you know again we're going through little ups and then Fanatic had about fifteen of them. Yeah, so he looks like he's he, got he, some he, raised, he, raised, he raised that steak up there, right? He raised, oh, so, but it's just been awesome. Even again, my daughter is a huge Phillies fan. She's not. She wasn't last year. Yeah. She now knows the lineup. She now. Wants to meet some of the players, and she yeah. wants to, you know, watch the game. So yeah. it's it's been pretty great. Well, there's uh, 1,400 games left, so you're yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> By the way, on Sunday, can we uh, can we expect any uh, guest appearances? Sometimes family members of the fanatic. Have well, shown Phoebe up? Fanatic will be there, but also we're going to have tons of mascots. We're going to have a lot of the ba- local baseball mascots. We're going to have gritty, right? Okay. You're going to have uh, Screwball from the Reading Fightins, right? You're going to have the Wings. Uh, is it Wing Wingster? Winkster and a bunch of other mascots. Winston. 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 Yeah. Winston. Yeah. What if Preston and Steve had a mascot? Would that mascot then be invited to the Philly Fanatics birthday party? Do you have a mascot? Are you, we are you, we are, tried yes, it once. It was horrible. Do. No. D-bag. D-bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have to call it that in the ballpark? <laughs> That's our, yeah. Can, yeah, we, our can mascot. we change yeah, the name yeah, a little yeah. bit? I don't know. Hey, you know, we can send Stank Ape, Preston. Stank Ape. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we can do that. That's not bad. Uh, no, that, that, no, that's cool. Uh, so all the mascots will be there. Obviously, this is uh, the kids have to come to this. It really, I mean, it's, it's a perfect kids' day. So if you, are, if you do have tickets to the game, and I, I am going to give you guys a four-pack of tickets for this. All right. Very if nice. You, it's a one o'clock game. Come to the – make sure you're in your seats by 1230 because that's when the whole thing starts. Right. And these – and the uh, weather looks good, I just want to say. Yep. So Excellent. there's no rain in the forecast, so that's good. Yep. Yep. And again, yes, uh, all kids come in. They get that Citizens Bank Fanatic hooded sweatshirt. It's really nice. Towels. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah.
Uh, yeah, we do have this. They're playing the Marlins, 105 game, and uh, have a fanatic pick a number, and we'll have a we'll have a caller. What number do you want to uh, do you want to pick? He's saying caller five. No, what <laughs> four? Four. Oh, <laughs> oh, he doesn't have um, fingers. Got... <laughs> he just flipped you the non middle finger. <laughs> Caller four two one five two six three WMMR. We will uh, we'll give you those tickets to go to the Phils. And by the way, at the game tonight, if uh, I think they, you know, if the the rain stops at a certain point, my uh, my two daughters are going to be singing the national oh, anthem. Is that right? They just so happen to have like thirty backup singers as the okay. uh, the, yeah. the pious <laughs> choir. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, my kids' grade school choir is doing the national anthem. We had uh, my son went and did that uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. How many so. backup singers did they he have? He probably had about 30 as well. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. But no, maybe not quite as many. But uh, always a great time at the ballpark. Should be cool, man. So uh, Sunday, 105. Uh, best way to get tickets, phillies.com? Phillies.com, yeah. Okay. And then the next dollar dog night, that Hatfield Phillies Frank's dollar dog night, is that next Tuesday. So right. you want to go out and yeah. be one of the people that are eating over 70,000 hot dogs. <laughs> yep. All right. We love you guys. Fanatic. All right. Happy thanks, birthday. Let's hear for him, guys. Yeah, yeah. WMMR, caller number four, you get the tickets. We will be back in just a moment. Stay with us, dear friend. You know that yearly family picnic, the one where everybody shows up to hang outside, enjoy good food, great friends, and plenty of cold beer. And while it might be fun to watch Uncle Joe do a keg stand, MMR's Family Picnic has a kick-ass rock bands providing the entertainment. Shine down. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. The Struts. And Evanescence. Plus leading performances from Fozzy Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sun, and Siravo. Bud Light presents MMRQ 2019. Saturday, May 18th. BB&T Pavilion. WMMR.com for details on $25 lawn tickets. Hit up the rock shop for this year's MMRQ t-shirt presale. Order now in time for the show. Presented by Bud Light. Brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. And sponsored by Rita's Water Ice and God Charles Turkey Bacon. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, real quick, if you don't mind, I have a couple. I just got an email from the Lower Marion Police Department, uh, and they wanted me to mention this because it's today. It's very, very last minute, but uh, today they have, oh, where is this? Da, 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 da. Coffee with a cop. Coffee with a cop. Yes, it's today at the GSB building. Why? I'm looking at the GSB building right now. Hey. It's right across the way from us. Uh, they have this event from 10 a.m. to noon. And it says, join your neighbors and police officers for coffee and conversation. No agenda or speeches, just a chance to ask questions, voice concerns. Get to know the officers in your neighborhood. I love these outreaches. Uh, so that is today in the main lobby at the GSB building right here in lovely Balakinwood, Pennsylvania, uh, Lower Marion uh, Township Police Department. So I wanted to give that a plug. So Sergeant um, uh, Solera had sent that over to me. So no problem, Sarge. Got the info out. A lot of police departments do that. Yeah. They, they'll have a, um, where you can just go. There's no agenda. You just go, you kind of talk with them and chat. And maybe if you have a concern, you can tell them. But it's really just uh, pretty uh, free. You just walk in and, and hang out. And then I got an email from your neck of the woods, Kathy. It, this is from uh, Aaron, a deputy with the Bucks County Sheriff's Department. Aaron Parker says, I want to request a 30th birthday shout out <laughs> for one of our office girls, uh, Marissa. Or, I don't know if this is... If it's misspelled or not, it says Marissa. 
M-E-R-I-S-S-I-A. So anyhow, either way. So she's a loyal listener and podcaster for years. Nothing would make her day uh, more than a birthday shout-out from her show. She is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Her birthday is uh, April 25th, so we missed it. It was yesterday. Uh, right. uh, but any time around that would be great. Thanks, and Gadzooks from Aaron Parker. So a shout, please, Are you up to uh, Tomorrow, Tom Jones? Oh, is, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it Marsha? M-E-R-I-S-S-I-A. Oh, okay. So, I, I don't know. All right, we give her a special one because she's so committed to the show, we can't thank her enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fire it up. You've been you've been very generous with those lately, Steve. You've been handing them out like candy. I've been, I've been touched by a lot of the shards. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been touched by many shards. I've been sh- touched by many shards. Uh, by the way, so so we're playing just music from the Marvel Cinematic Universe this morning. We have a few songs picked out, and Marissa actually, which she is always great at doing this. I didn't ask her to, but she pulled up like a, a full list. Not every single song from every single movie, but a lot of the songs. And by far the best, and I think some of the greatest soundtracks of all time come from Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians, when that when Guardians One came out, that soundtrack just exploded and was selling like crazy. Well, it played a big part of the movie as well. There's, it's an it's a pretty important plot point. Well, when the movie starts mother. off with 10 CC, oh, man, I'm not I'm in love. love. I know. I, I, you're hooked, and then hooked on a feeling from uh, Blue Swede. Uh, uh, well, it's S-W-E-D. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, Cherry Bomb from The Runaways. I Want You Back from Jackson 5. Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Spirit in the Sky. Come and Get Your Love. Ain't No Mountain High Enough. So when, when that happens and when Gamora kind of comes in, that's when he opens up the second mix. Uh-huh. And he's sitting there and he's tearing up. And she's like, um, uh, you know, she just started listening. And she obviously has not heard a lot of music in her life. It's such a great scene. Do we have that? Can we just play the first 10 seconds of Ain't No Mountain High Enough? Sure. Do we uh, have, well, we I don't it? know if we have it or not. In case, we'll search for it. Uh, there's a great scene with the Pina Colada song, Escape is the oh, name of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pulled around, I fell in love. Ooh, child, which is... Ooh, is that when he when, he when he's doing... He starts doing the dance off? Yes, yeah. or at the end, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What are you doing? I'm distracting you. I'm having a dance off. You turd blossom. <laughs> turd blossom. What a 1980s... <laughs> I am so heard. good. You've never heard that? No. Oh, yeah. Never. Absolutely. That uh, is great. Is it Jackie Wilson sings that? What? Uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. No, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Uh, let's see. The, hell the am I thinking? version of that is Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Yeah, exactly. I, I do love the scene where he's trying to, he's having a moment with Gamora and she's got the headphones on. She's like, it does have a pleasing <laughs> sound to it. <laughs> on the old Walkman. And then the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 opens with Mr. Blue Sky, yes. which yes. And that ELO is awesome. That sequence is so great with uh, Baby Groot. Actually, to you know, just to correct you, Preston, it actually opens with Brandy. Because uh, they're right true. there in the car together, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, that's a great scene, too. Yeah. And they're listening to Brandy. You're I right. I was thinking of Hire by uh, uh, Jackie Wilson, by the way. Oh, your love yeah. is lifting, lifting me higher. Lifting me. Than I've ever been lifted before. before. There's also a great song in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You guys probably don't know, because, but I grew up with it on the radio where I lived called Lakeshore Drive. Okay. No. Uh, by Aliada uh, Haynes Jer- uh, Jeremiah. Great song. Um, bring, it, uh, bring it on home to me. My Sweet Lord from George Harrison. Uh, come a little bit closer. Surrender that we played. 
Uh, there's even, uh, what is there, some P-Funk flashlight. Um, Surrender's one of the great, I think, rock anthem, uh, you know, rock anthems of yeah. all time. And then you guys love how they use the chain yes. in Fleet, uh, from Fleetwood Mac in that movie as well. Uh, Southern Nights from Glenn Campbell. I forgot Southern that was in there. Southern Nights. Uh, so there's a lot of really, really good father and son from Cat Stevens. I, yeah, is that when they're playing catch? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, um, no. Uh, it's in space. It's, oh, it's, I thought it was in there. It's a pivotal moment where something bad happens, and I don't okay, want to say yeah. it, but uh, mm-hmm. in, in, they're out in space. All right. What's this? Oh, you like the beginning of this? It's so good. This is a great song. Listen, baby. Used in tons of movies. Ain't no valley low. Ain't no river wide enough, baby. I love it. Doctor Strange actually has some fun um, uh, music moments when they're in the OR in the beginning, and he's playing "Name That Tune." Basically, yeah, 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 uh, and and goes on a lengthy Chuck Mangione <laughs> yeah. presentation yes. yeah. 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 about when the album came out and when it was Feels actually so good. When yeah. it was released and when it was recorded and all that. Yeah, I like that scene in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. We're at that, that huge house party, and then the DJ plays a, a request from one of the party goers. It was um, remember that. <laughs> It really kicks up the party. It's about oh yeah. We've got tonight a Nick McElwain moment. The uh, the DJ AM <laughs> remix with uh, with an ACDC song. Yep, Iron Iron Man, Iron Man uh, two, two think, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. The the uh, the house I mean, party scene. Yeah. That's when he and Rhodey are uh, about to go at right. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, Would you say are, is that all just the Marvel uh, movies? This is all Marvel movies. So Captain Marvel. Had some great music in it. All 90s a lot of stuff, 90s man. stuff. Yes. All 90s and a lot of female-driven yeah. uh, stuff as well. So you had Crazy on You from Heart, What a Man from Salt and Pepper. Which, by the way, I think I could recite almost all those lyrics. So do it. Uh, I'd have to hear the music along with it. <laughs> all right, I got you, bro. Uh, Waterfalls from TLC. Roast Beef. Come As You Are from Nirvana. Man on the Moon from R.E.M. Kiss Me Deadly, Lita Ford. Connection from Elastica. Uh, Crush with Eyeliner, another good R.E.M. song. Um, Just a Girl from No Doubt, Celebrity Skin from Hole. There's some good music in that one as well. So they've done a good job at uh, incorporating. And then, you know, we played earlier this morning, um, uh, we played uh, Immigrant Song yes. uh, from Ragnarok, which, which is, is awesome. One of the best openings of any movie. Yeah. And I forgot, what was the one that uh, Spider-Man Homecoming had a lot of great music in it, too. And we were there for the recording of that mm. Uh, soundtrack in Los Angeles. And what was interesting, uh, the story you guys told us about that was that uh, Jaquina was doing, he was scoring the film, and it got to a point in the movie where he was supposed to score it, and then he had said, uh, I think this calls for a song, right. like an, an existing well, they, song already. Yeah, they, they were trying to, so, all right. To, Do you remember which part it was, by any chance? We didn't find out what part it was going to be, because this was like an improvisation session that they were doing. So he had the orchestra came in, they worked for hours and hours, and then they took a break. And when the orchestra took a break, then you had uh, the rock guys came in, a guitar player, bass rock player, guy. who was um, uh, Nick. Yep, uh, the guy that plays with Eric Clapton. Yeah, and I, uh, I recognize him, and I, I'm, now I'm having a brain fart. But anyhow, uh, all these great uh, musicians, and they, they he's like, okay, so we're going for kind of a Bob Dylan type thing here. And it was literally that vague. Okay. On how they wanted to do it. And they started jamming and coming up with this song and this theme. And they kept tweaking it. No, nah, let's, uh, we need something a little more blues. And switch up instruments and then start uh, re recording it. And by the time they got through it, they were like, this is, who was there? Paul Feige, right? Yeah, uh, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Who's the, the 
Marvel dude yeah. was in the studio with us, <laughs> and uh, and they couldn't quite find what they wanted to sound-wise, and they turned to Kevin and said, can we just use a song? Can we just find a song? Which means, can we spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, because we need to get the rights <laughs> on it? And he's like, yep. All right. Yeah, we'll and, put in a song here. And the decision was made. Yes. Like that. It was like, yep, go ahead and we'll do it. Because each one of these songs that we play, like your Guardians of the Galaxy uh, soundtrack, they've got to buy the rights to use those songs. Exactly. Uh, So here's your song, Preston. Oh, my God. All right. You ready? Now, granted, I was a DJ at the time this came out. You were Kenny Knight. And I know this about as well as I know Tron. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wait. This is just the... uh, to, to give much respect to to the man that's made a difference in my world. And although most men are on the down low, but I never heard about him with another girl. But I don't fret it. Say to just forget it and let it get me involved with that. He said, she said, proud. I know that ain't nobody perfect. I get proud to those who deserve it. And believe me, y'all, he's worth it. So here's to the through the past. I finally find somebody who can make me laugh. So crazy. I think I want to have your baby. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's a good message, well, too. If a guy makes you laugh, have sex with him. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be banging you left and right, Steve. Smooth. And like I'd be loving Barry every Anders. second. Voice of it. got bass. A body like Arnold with a Denzel, Denzel face. <laughs> you knew that part. You know, I was going to say, uh, 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 a body like Denzel with an Arnold face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with the man I am, huh? Nathan East, by the way, was the name. Nathan East, bass player. Yes. Super nice guy. Correct. All right. Uh, So anyhow, a lot of great songs on that soundtrack, and we're going to be playing music from that that particular realm. Uh, I saw an interesting article this morning. It was on uh, Yahoo, and uh, I thought this was kind of fun. It's a series of tweets uh, that are all about going to Costco. Going to Costco. And, uh, yes. Are you a Costco guy or a BJ's guy? I, I'm a, well, who doesn't yeah, love a BJ now and then? Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're Costco family. All right. And why? My, why? Why? Is it a, is it a distance Pro- thing or? Yeah. I okay. mean, if there, if there were a BJ's that were closer than Costco's, we'd probably join that. It's just one of these, you know, bulk places you it's can the go. Same, it's all the same. They're all pretty much yeah. the same. There's Sam's Club, BJ's, Costco. Yeah. I would join the one that's closest. And are there these, still Sam's Clubs? They are around. I don't know about around here, though, Kath. Yeah, because we were always Sam's Club growing up uh, out too. in Bucks County, but then when I moved to Conshohocken, the closest was BJ's, so that's what, that's what I do now. Yeah, and we, we actually have two uh, Costco's that are within uh, a similar distance, so we, we've, we've got a good you know position that we're in. Uh, but so we got, my wife does like to, she, she calls it a Costco run. So I'm making a Costco run. I'm like, dear God, I got to clean out the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the stuff she comes back. But that's just the nature of, of going to this place. You're buying in bulk. Yeah. But th- there's some fun tweets that I saw about going to Costco that I thought people might relate to. Uh, here's one. And they're just from random people who have posted these. This one says, my husband took me to a Costco in a different neighborhood so I think he's trying to spice up our marriage. Uh, here's another one that says, husband, we should go to Costco. Me, still in pajamas. Should I change? Husband says, I said Costco, not Walmart. <laughs> so me, put on a nicer pair of pajamas mm-hmm. and then go. Uh, here's another one. Relationship status. Just bought the 48-pack of AA batteries at Costco. Uh, another one says, my wife just said, I really want to make, uh, I really want to take my time and enjoy it. We're referring to a trip to Costco in case you're wondering if having kids will change your life. 
Uh, here's another one that a woman just overheard at Costco. Husband to wife, stay focused. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Uh, stay focused. Oh, I can imagine. You, yeah, you're not here for, you know, 20 decks of playing cards and uh, oatmeal cream pies, dude. Mm-hmm. You came here for... Something very, very specific. Well, 30 decks of cards and 40. Oatmeal cream pies are pretty good. Oh, dude, they're so good. And that was my son's call. And that's probably another bad idea. Don't send me and my son to BJ's. Well, the foundational critical mistake you ever make when you go to these places do not go when you're hungry. Do not go when you're hungry. But, but it's, I don't know if you've been in a while, Steve. Yeah. It depends on what time you go because. Samples galore, and you can actually get full just on the samples. On the samples, and by the time you're done, then you can shop. My my sample luck is not that good. Oh man, yeah. Our kids, when when Rochelle says we're going to Costco, the kids are like, "Can I go?" Because they want to the eat sample no because the samples, and they're all over the store, and it's usually in prime times, like you know, yeah, on a Saturday in the middle of the day, midday, they they start uh, hawking that stuff. You guys ever buy a vacation through these places? I'm no, not. But I see really good prices. Yeah, right. yeah. I wonder how how it is. You can get an all expense if you're at the Costco all expense paid trip to BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Sam's Clubs in Dover, Delaware, Philadelphia Mills Mall, uh, uh, Willow Grove has a Sam's. Uh, there's a bunch of people texting in, Kathy. Uh, so they're still around. There's one in Langhorn. Um, no, that so. one's gone. Oh, I it thought, is? Oh, you know what? Maybe it's not. Okay. That's the one I used to go to. Uh, here's another uh, tweet about going to Costco. This says, uh, this was first, it was a People Magazine reported, Serena Williams and husband fly to Italy for dinner because she wanted Italian. And then a response, this person wrote, Brie and husband drove to Costco for lunch because she wanted a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Their hot dogs are good. They are good. And you had a story about them upping the uh, the menu, right? Yeah, they put they had, uh, added an acai bowl. Acai? And uh, I still occasionally will get the chicken bake. You know what that is? At Costco? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Wait, have you ever you've never eaten at Costco? I've never eaten a chicken bake. But th- it's it's a Costco thing. Okay. It's like um a Caesar flavored chicken thing inside a baked roll with parmesan cheese all over it and stuff. Go on. Mm. It's really good. Topped okay. with confetti. Oh, okay. Their their food is actually it's really good. For all a right. place like that, yeah. it's not bad. Even their crappy pizza is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh here's uh another one speaking of uh, their food. This tweet says, uh, "Me squeals and says, can't wait to get a churro. I'm so excited." Husband says, "Wish you'd get that excited about another churro." Me saying, "Maybe if you deep fried it and rolled it in sugar, I would." <laughs> uh, here's another one that says, "When my boyfriend, when your boyfriend says that he wants excitement in his life, and you tell him we're going to Costco, that's another <laughs> level of life." And then here's another one that says, "My wife and I have decided that the samples of Costco do not count as calories." <laughs> we're just talking about that, yeah. So they're freebies. Uh, I like this one, too. It says, my girlfriend and I got a Costco membership, a.k.a. a lesbian wedding, a.k.a. you can look forward to me bragging how much I save on paper towels. So what? they've used it as a, as upping their relationship. Why is it that Walmart, uh, yeah, Walmart will, that's, that's ground zero for very weird shoppers uh, and and all sorts of it's things you see at Walmart. But, but Costco and BJ's are not that. No, 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 not at all. And, like, that's not even a stereotype. I mean, I've, I've seen... Uh, it, let me tell you. It doesn't matter which Walmart you go to. There's some... The one near me. I'm in Mount Airy. Mm-hmm. You go into that one, it is like the island of Dr. Moreau. It's unfreaking real. I mean, I, it, it's just Preston. It's And not only is it what's being worn, it's the people... Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I don't even know what the hell's going on there. Yep. It's uh, it's absolutely an experience if you haven't spent time in Walmart. Uh, I, I want to bring this other story up because it touches on oh something that happened last night. Yeah. We had our uh, sorority party at Parks Casino. It's great. A wonderful time. How about that beer garden, man? It's yeah. Awesome. It a great at the Gastro place. Pub, isn't it? Yeah. That was a really cool place. I walked in and was shocked. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We were shocked about an admission that Kathy yeah. made last night <laughs> yeah. on the microphone. That's great. I had a story here about the germiest place in your bathroom not being your toilet. Uh, it's actually something oh, else. Good. But maybe we'll get that to another time. You want to tell what happened last night? Yeah. So I went to the bathroom um, and I had jeans on last night. I had my cell phone uh, in the back pocket of my jeans and a purse on me. I'm not sure why my cell phone was in the back pocket when I have a purse. You could just put it in your purse. So uh, when I went to the bathroom, pulled the jeans down, plop, cell phone went right in the toilet. So it was like a split second. Uh, and I said last night, like you guys know, I'm, a, I'll admit it, full on germaphobe. Uh, and I, it was just like, you would, I had to make the decision then because it's either gone or you're going in to get it. And I right. just... Stuck my hand in, got it. <laughs> Had you already done your business? No, doing... okay. everybody was asking me that. Uh, no, it was. Uh, I guess you can call it clean water. I don't know. If, no, it's totally uh, clean. And I... my first reaction was like, "Oh, it's a waterproof phone. It's the it's the well, iPhone X." I'm like, yes. "So you're you're good." So I guess it's um yeah. I mean, it's still working. I took it out, and and yes, I had that in the back of my mind. I guess it's. I don't know if it's waterproof or water resistant or whatever. So I was like, "Well, it went in the toilet. There's no way I'm just gonna." go ahead and use it. So I washed it in the sink at Parks. I put soap on it, <laughs> the case, the phone, and then I put I didn't it know that. and then I put it in the hand dryer as well. <laughs> oh <laughs> so I God. washed it, dried it out. I hope that took the germs off. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. What noise did you make when you reached? Did you ooh when you reached in there? No, you know what? It, I was well. I was in the st- I, so my two friends were with me last night, and we all went to the bathroom. They were in separate stalls, so I, it just was no. It wasn't one of those things where like I just was like, oh my god, oh god, oh dear god, and I just had to <laughs> yank it out. And then you know when I walked out of the stall, I was like, well, here guys, good news as it's like dripping with toilet water. Wow! Drop this in the toilet. I'm very proud of you, actually. I'm not. Yeah. I, I am. You're making steps. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I would have thought immediately, phone or not, you would have gone and gotten janitorial staff or something. <laughs> to get it. You know what? But, it, like, you. again, it was like, it's it's a phone. It's not a cheap phone. So it, I needed to make the decision there. There was yeah. no, like, going to get help. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, a lot of people last night, which at the event, you know, either way, people were like, oh, you, you know, that's fine. You're, you're fine. You're just a germaphobe. And then one girl walked over to me she goes i would have let that phone go <laughs> <laughs> well what what I, is what's the most germ ridden area of the bathroom because you actually ate off a toilet seat years yeah. ago is to prove that the, i think the kitchen counter has far more germs than your average toilet seat yeah oddly enough it says uh that it turns out when it comes to bathroom the bathroom in the house the most germs harbored is actually in your toothbrush holder Oh, what? Oh, yeah. God. A study found that toothbrush holders contain mold and yeast, and some had coliform, meaning that they uh, may have had poop particles on them. Color forms are made out of poop? C O L I F O R. Oh, coliform. <laughs> what do you think I was saying? Because I thought, color form. yeah, I color thought because I, I played yeah. with them all the time as a kid, and oh. I thought they seemed like yeah. like a, like a light rubbery stuff. It's like shrinky dinks. They I realized fun. they were poop. Uh, Time magazine reports that overall bathrooms can be full of germs, so uh, the take home message is that you should wash your hands frequently. Yeah. 
and should also use paper towels from a motion detected detection dispenser. <laughs> oh yeah, right. To avoid Everyone s- has those in their bathrooms at home, spreading around bathroom germs. You I guys have, oh, sorry. Do you have a preference when it comes to drying your hands? Do you dry your hands, or do you use? The, I like the uh, the the Dyson, the Dyson. Yeah, yeah the that's what they had last night. And they have those apart. Yeah, uh, I prefer a towel. Okay, a paper towel. Your towel man. They say the towel is clean. The you towel gets quicker. you. Yeah, and the towel gets you cleaner. They okay. say the, the the though the perception is there's oh, less really? less germs. The towel will get you're actually wiping everything off. Yeah, mm. but instead I, of drying I, it on your hand. I like those really really like high powered like jet engine <laughs> because you can kind of like make like percussive sounds with it. Yeah, I've showed you that, Preston. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you know and what's like, wild? If, yeah. When you hold your hand under it and you realize how loose and horrible your skin is. Yeah. <laughs> you see everything it's like, loose. oh, Jesus Christ, I'm falling apart. It's good, though, if you get a drink spilled on you, you can quickly dry your uh, jeans or whatever you're, you know, whatever's wet. Yeah. You see the commercial where the woman's cleaning, drying her pits on the, uh, the other yeah. one walks in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, just it's a little she, sweaty. It's like, I'm doing Pilates or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Uh, so I was, yeah, I was surprised that that happened to you. I can't believe I've never dropped a phone in a toilet. It seems like it's so easy to do. Well, that's what I said. I was like, I can't, this is the first time, like, I can't believe that this happened. And sometimes I'll have my cell phone in my back pocket here. And like, I always take note, like that cell phone is in your back pocket. And I just forgot. And it just went plop right in. Yep. But I got to thank those guys because it was a great party last night. It was. Uh, and, uh, we had, we, we had a panicky moment because we didn't think we had enough, um, pins to go around for our new, uh, sorority sisters. Like they found them at the last second. Like we thought we had a whole bunch and then it seemed like we just had a third of what we thought. Yep. And then lo and behold. Yep. I called it a sorority miracle last and night. And we got these, uh, uh, everybody got these cool craft glasses and uh, designed them. It was really cool. How many women did you paddle last night? Mm-hmm. My wife asked me that yeah. when I got home. <laughs> uh, and it was, I said maybe 150 or something. It, it, was, it so? seemed like the yeah. biggest amount ever for one. Yeah. Because we had so many newbies there last night. And it, I told them, uh, you know, a lot of them, I said, you're not obligated to get paddled if you want they to. they wanted to. Oh, the best was uh, towards the end, Preston, uh, the woman, you were like, all right, do you want it like, you know, light or hard? And she was like, extra hard. Yeah. So you gave it to her extra hard. She turned around. I, I don't think you saw the look on her face. Okay. No, I didn't. The look on her face was like, is that all you got? Really? <laughs> yes. And and you wound up, man. Man, it it hurts. <laughs> if it you does. get if you get hit hard by that thing, it absolutely it it is not a fun experience. And they some, asked for it. Some ladies have a high tolerance for pain, man. So uh, so we went for it. But uh, welcome to the uh, the sisterhood, all those ladies who joined us last night. It was awesome. Uh, our buddy's on the phone line. This is interesting. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's see what he wants. Dr. Mike Cerigliano yeah. of Penn Medicine and Fox 29. Good morning, Dr. Mike. You paddled one of my patients last You know what? I met her. Uh, Very sweet. She was awesome. And it was her birthday. She was telling me, yeah, that uh, that you she had actually spoke to you that evening, I think. Well, they sent me pictures. Okay. They were all clean. Everything was nice. But you, <laughs> yes, have, yeah. you had the paddle. Yep. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. But but I'm calling because you were talking about bathrooms and those air dryers. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of data that suggests that they they blow bacteria all over the place. See, I that's what I was I've been thinking all these years. I, but when that's the only option, you have to use it. But I, my preference is to use the paper towels. Yeah, we we actually talked about it. There was a study that um, Preston, I think you had, and and that's exactly what it said, Doctor Mike. And every time I use them, I think of that. But it's still, I don't know. You don't have to touch anything. 
Well, that's the theory. I mean, it's a great theory, but the bottom line is when you have something blowing air at that kind of velocity, it's going to put bacteria all over the place. And and the the bottom line is you want to use uh, soap and water and, and like Steve said, that, that paper towels. The, the problem is uh, uh, that sometimes usually they're out. Uh, it, it, and, and it drives me crazy because especially like at, a, at a restaurant, if the paper towels are out, then, then you've got a problem. But, uh, yeah, the air dryer thing is, uh, I don't know, it, 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 there's data to suggest it's not the best. You're thing. not a fan. Which, hey, Dr. What? Mike, how many times a day do you wash your hands? Yeah, doctors. Uh, before every patient. Yeah. And, and it's not just the right thing. It's 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 required. Of course, yeah. So I use uh, moisturizing cream every night on my hands because they get so dry. And then they crack, and uh, it gets to be a problem. So uh, One time we're going to have to do a mani-pedi together, <laughs> Dr. Mike. I ain't getting my nails done. No, no. <laughs> no, I played ice hockey. Come on. I'll bet I'll bet doctors wash their hands more than anybody. They would have to. They, well, it's they, just they, every they, every time, you know, they come in, wash your hands, shake your hands, so on and so forth, get done with the examination, then wash your hands on the way out. And, well, a, and amongst doctors, proctologists. Yes. Well, <laughs> you, look, you go to a doctor and they don't wash their hands in front of you, yeah. you need to run. Get yes, sage advice. Yeah gotta do it well look have a great weekend uh, i love you guys love you we love you, you. Yeah. dr mike take care dr mike serial i was always looking out for you guys so there we go blowing uh bacteria up in the air on those look, machines looking out for everybody mm. all right well listen i i want to take a break um have our guests arrived yet or they they're going to schedule to be here in a little bit right yes um they actually they said they were going to be arriving a little bit early so okay uh yeah we could break now and Hopefully get Forever them hold our peace. Yep. Uh, let's do that, and let's remind you that we do have a uh, cool added little thing from our friends at uh, Gotchall's Turkey Bacon. We're here this morning, a chance for you to win a brunch uh, with Kate. Not only Casey Boy, not only your family, your mom and everybody, but Casey Boy and Jackie Bam Bam. Wow. At the Mummers Museum uh, on Sunday, May 12th, Mother's Day, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yes. <laughs> so there is a table for your mom and up to seven guests. Uh, so text the word mom to 39333. You will be in the running for that. We'll grab a winner at some point this morning. And it includes tour of the museum, crafts for the kids, and flowers for mom. And that's from our friends at Godshall's Turkey Bacon. They make it easier to eat healthier healthier and lighter. You can get recipes at godshalls.com. Uh, we have a couple of guests who are going to be joining us before the show is up. O'Shea Jackson's going to be here in a little bit, uh, promote the movie Long Shot. And also uh, Camille Nanjiani uh, for Stuber. Uh, so we'll talk to those guys in a little bit. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to take this moment to uh, plug an event that is coming up May 4th. It'll be here uh, very, very soon. It'll be, I guess it's next weekend, right? Oh, man. Man, things are picking up quickly as far as uh, the summer approaching and all the different things we're involved in. Uh, but once again, the Welcome Isle and Her Shoes event is on the way, and it benefits Laurel House, uh, which is a wonderful organization, and it helps women uh, and families, actually anybody who's dealing uh, with domestic violence and helps people get out of abusive relationships, uh, get into uh, programs that can help them out legally, uh, housing, all kinds of great stuff. So they have this event once a year. It's a one-mile walk. Uh, the catch is you got to wear high heel shoes, and it's got. And we do. Yeah, we do. So Steve's going to be there. Nick is going to be there. It is May 4th, and you can get the information at uh, PrestonAndSteve.com. And it's a it's actually a fun way 
uh, for men to raise awareness about the very serious issue of domestic uh, abuse. So sign up for Team WMMR. We had the biggest team last year and won a really cool uh, little award. Uh, so go to WMMR.com, PrestonSteve.com, and you click on uh, Events and then Community. And uh, it'll take you right to where you need to be. And you can sign up and get on our team. And the event is going to be at the Pfizer Collegeville campus uh, May 4th. And the whole thing is from 8 a.m. to noon. But it doesn't, uh, you know, you don't have to be there super duper early in the morning. But we would love to have you come and be a part of that. And there's a lot of great events that uh, you can be a part of uh, simply by going to uh, WMMR.com, PrestonSteve.com as well. And get signed up on that. Get in the studio! Come on! What are you <laughs> doing? What? Makeup oh, makeup! I'm God. like I'm I've killed as much time as I can kill over here. But we we are excited to have our next guest in here, and uh, the film is coming out on May 3rd. We were just talking about that particular weekend. Long shot is a movie star Seth Rogen, Charlize Theon, Theron, and the gentleman that is sitting right here with me, Mr. O'Shea Jackson. Yeah. Oh, no. you, I call. I called her Charlize Theon, and I think it's the. I think it's the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Greyjoys. God, I hate the Greyjoys. I, you know what though? They're kind of making a little bit of a comeback. They're kind yeah, of starting cool. to redeem their name a little bit. Redeem that name is done, especially with the Ken doll that Theon Greyjoy is now. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he is. He's a Ken doll. Yeah, You're right about that. So O'Shea is way into Game of Thrones. I found out by reading your Twitter account. Oh yeah, strong. And in fact, strong. And in strong. fact, his uh, your uh, your your bio essentially says <laughs> the second of my name, thirteenth member of the Jedi Council, yeah. King of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm. Yeah. Currently training to beat Goku. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're way into all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I love it. It that's keeps cool. it keeps Shay Shay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pop culture stuff, man, which is really cool. You're a video gamer. You're into anime. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and obviously Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get into Game of Thrones until late, though. I couldn't. I just can't wait years in between seasons like the rest of the world. We're, we're finding that we can't either. A lot of times, like, f- for example, so I'm... I tried to get in to uh, make a run at Game of Thrones after the fact. So I got five or six episodes in, and then I'm, th- I'm thinking, let it just wrap up, and then I'll watch it all straight through. Yeah, straight you through. Know, because uh, when you do that, and it's something that everyone's telling me it's as good as it is, Yeah, you don't want to wait a week or two weeks. No. Or, or sometimes, like when The Sopranos was on, they would take like a year and a half, two years between seasons. Like, F that. It, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Season finales are always so big. Yeah, yeah. So it's- dramatic, I can't take it. Well, I got to I I got on Game of Thrones early on, very mm. very beginning. But I have fortunately, you can go back and rewatch, you know, some of the episodes. So I have I rewatched the entire thing. Yeah, you know, I started in like November, and I just came up to it, and I'm I'm it's I've. I don't want it to end. You know? Yeah, that, that's, that's the know. worst part. But you know what? There's so much good coming. Like, in, for example, your film, which yeah, is yeah. coming out. Yeah. yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, long shot looks. It looks like it's a lot of fun. So. Uh, had you known Seth before this, Seth Rogen, or is this first time you guys hung out? First time ever. You okay. know, uh, been such a fan of his work that you feel like you've known him for years. Yeah. And super chill dude, super smart. You know, he has a wide knowledge of music. So it's, it's he and his, he has a dog named Zelda. Like you know, it's <laughs> just it's really... just things that we could just bounce off of. Sure. Cool. You know, speaking of music, all right, and your dad's music career. For those who don't know, O'Shea's dad is Ice Cube. Um, and you played him in Straight Outta Compton. Before you came in here, I was asking Steve a question. He knows more about movies than anybody I've ever met. And has anyone ever 
portrayed their own father in a story about their life? Or are you the first person to ever do that? I like to think that I am. I'd say you know, that's I never the only one I know of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And then uh, I did straight out of Compton. I was in my in the middle of my second year of college. And my dad's like, yo, this NWA movie, they're taking it serious. And at first I'm like, all right, that's good, Dad. You know, good for you, man. <laughs> and then he was like, no, in a perfect world, you play me. And it wasn't about this is my door into acting. I wanted to be a writer. So it was just about cementing my family's legacy. And then after after the film was done, they were like, hey, you're pretty good. You were ver- you were better than good. Honestly, I, 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 I saw the movie and I was like, I, I mean, I, I know my basics, you mm-hmm. know, and I appreciate what went on. But I was surprised at how, like... Uh, like moved I was by the end of that movie, like Jesus, you know this whole thing that went into play, and you were especially good, and you were, but you were going what to USC for for film writing for yeah for screenwriting yeah 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 so that that was your track, but then your your dad's basically saying yeah if anyone's gonna play me, it's gonna be you yeah, and it started the the two year auditioning process, and Gary Gray. Finally made, you know, the right decision and, and picking me up. And he just wow. said it's the role you were born to play. <laughs> yeah, hands down. Yeah, but I was a fan of the music as it was coming out. You know, I was mm. uh, uh, in my mid to late teens as a NWA hit and, and then so, uh, all of the, the, the bands after that. So I love that I get to see, you know, kind of, you know, obviously it's a theatrical version of what yeah. was going on behind the scenes. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was... Uh, and, I, you was so funny. I didn't know that you were Ice Cube's son. I, I was like, I was like, this dude looks so much like you. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, man. And it cast his own really well. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you because with Longshot and with Seth Rogen, a very unlikely rom com lead, but he, there's yeah. something about him that makes him work, especially in this. Like in Knocked Up, he was paired with Katherine Heigl. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they would not normally be, you know, I think <laughs> yeah. in our perception, Charlize Theron, but he's got something that just works. And you play his best friend, correct? Yeah, yeah. And Seth has always been the relatable guy. You know, yeah. we, we feel like he we have friends in our circle that he reminds us of. And he gives us a shot. Yeah, exactly. You know? And uh, even though it's a long shot. It's a long yeah. shot. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know it, the whole environment that they that they gave me to work with Jonathan Levine, our director. He has a great job of finding the humor and pulling at the heartstrings, and you could tell Seth and Charlize's chemistry. You know, from the jump, you really feel like these two are in their own bubble away from the world. You know, I, when I saw her in A Million Ways to Die in the West, which I mm-hmm. thought was an underrated film, and I'm like, does she have the comedic chops to do stuff? Yeah, she does. Yeah. She's really good. And so Seth Rogen's stuff is obviously known for the improvisational aspects of those films. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of that, and did you participate? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. They, they want you to put some of yourself into the character. It makes it real. It makes it relatable. It looks like a real conversation. Sure. So, there, you know, he has a team of writers who are paying attention to how you work, you know, how you, what your timing is with jokes and things like that. And they're typing up stuff for you to try and try to make it your own. And as an actor, that keeps you sharp, keeps you on your, to- what, uh, on your toes. What about as a screenwriter, the screenwriter in you? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it had to be really cool because it's so much, I think we all think, Okay, you know, and even on major, major motion, epic pictures where they've brought, you know, they've had scripts. Sometimes the director calls like, you know, okay, Moses is going to do this tomorrow. We're going to change this up. And scripts have to be changed on the fly. So that's got to appeal to your 
on the spot creativity. Yeah, I love it. And, and as a, as writing being my first love, my my primary job is to push the story along. Yeah, so yeah. you can ad lib, you can do all types of improv, but as long as you push the story along, it should it should stick. It should work. Yeah. Long shot's going to be in uh, movies May third. I want to ask you about uh, this, O'Shea, because we were talking earlier this morning. Uh, you know, your dad was in uh, Boys in the Hood, which yeah. which I was telling my experience when I first saw it. I thought, ah, some gangbanger movie, whatever, blah, blah. Mm. And then I saw it, and I saw how deep it was and how just a masterpiece it was. And John Singleton's in a bad way right now. Yeah. He's in a coma. He had a stroke. Uh, has your dad remained close to him over the years? And have you been a part of his life as well? John, we, as a family, owe so much to John Singleton. And, yeah, we've stayed close the entire time. Oh, man. My dad... Just recently went to go see him. And, uh, yeah, I can see how it's affecting my parents. You know, mm. I can see how it, it's getting to them. John wrote my letter of recommendation going to USC. Wow. So, like, oh, wow. he, it's, it's you know, it's, it's heavy on my family right now. He's in our prayers. And for as far as black people in cinema, John Singleton is oh, like, man. you know, he, he's our, our cream of the crop. You know, yeah. he, he's, he's on our Rushmore. So, you know, everybody needs to have John Singleton in, in their prayers. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was just it was a sad story to hear. For, for that, though, and with your dad and with you, uh, you know, there, to think that he would develop the skill set that he did. And then you obviously, mm. you know, now you have music in your life as well. You're, you're, yeah. you're a musician and, and, and the screenwriting and all that stuff. Uh, but you we're, you know, your pop culture sensitivity lies everywhere, uh, which is really <laughs> cool. So I was reading an interview with you where you said that, um, uh, like, a dream job for you would be writing scripts for video games. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, I think for years, the big thing, the big point of contention was Roger Ebert said he never considered video games art. And I'm like, you're out of your freaking yeah, mind. Yeah, dude. It's, you know, there's so many people dedicated to gaming. You know, the you have the NBA making their own gaming league now. Yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a real serious thing. And I just always felt that video game, films that are based on video games always got the short end of the stick. Like, they either told us as gamers a story we already knew the ending to, so there's no point of rewatching the game I just played. Exactly. Or, anyone, or, or they go too far off. Anyone come to mind? Like Doom effed it up. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, House of the Super Dead. Mario Brothers. Super Mario. Almost like Nintendo <laughs> just was off making live action movies yeah. until just recently. Right. You know? Right. And, and I just always wanted to be the guy who got video game movies right. And even writing scripts for video games because in my mind I can make you pay twelve dollars a movie ticket or I can make you pay sixty dollars a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. remember like for example, people don't remember, say like well, I maybe it was the third Halo or the second Halo when that came out. I mean it sold more in one day than any movie ever had. Yeah, it's just it's just an incredible thing. Now you see with like uh, now do you play Fortnite and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, Fortnite, all that. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five made a billion dollars in one weekend. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so two days. What, what, what genre are, are you? An uh, wow. RPG guy, a first person shooter? What, what do you? What uh, are, a little bit of both. Yeah, uh, you know I've slowed down on the first person shooter because I just feel like Call of Duty keeps selling me the same game over and over. <laughs> it's and true, right. like like you an know? expansion pack. Yeah, it feels like just, yeah. you know it's just the same thing. But, uh, yeah, 2K, you know, I love games that when you replay them, it's different. So yeah. sports games are always winning when it comes to that. It's different every single time you play. Um, when I was a kid, the first, you know, games that, like, as far as storylines 
grabbed me were the Final Fantasy games, you know, Kingdom Hearts, things wow. like that. So, you know, so I remember, like, like the God, when I played that first God of War game, yeah, I'm like, oh mother f. <laughs> And they're supposed to make that into a movie, but if you played like the the last one where he's an older man with yeah, his with, with his, his son, son, yeah, tell me that's not a a touching. You know, we're fans of the Zelda games too. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course. I, I mean, that's just that stuff's just wild. So yeah, Ocarina of Time is like one of the greatest games ever ever made. You know your stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what would you tackle if you wanted to tackle a movie to bring it to the screen? What, um, what game. You know. Uh, I don't want to give out my right, ideas. Yeah, I, I, can't get, I can't give I out my you. ideas on no. the waves. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we were already thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we, speaking of a genre and all this cool stuff, Steve, the uh, uh, O'Shea's going to be, you had mentioned to me, in the new Godzilla movie. I'm, I'm a yeah. massive fan of that 2014 wow. Godzilla. I lo- I'm a big Toho fan. I'm a yeah. big uh, anime fan as well. And, and mm. just those, the kaijus and all that stuff. This movie, I, I was telling these guys, I, I was literally tearing up watching the trailer for it because, I mean, they kept, you know, Ghidra Ghidorah yeah. as as exactly the way it looked in the yeah. Toho films, but with a way that we've never seen it before. Were you a fan, A, and B, what was it like working on that? Yeah, I've been a Godzilla fan my whole life, you yeah. know. Uh, my dad would do tours out in Japan and bring me back, you know, Godzilla toys Straight Outta Compton was the movie I was born to play. This is the second movie I was born to play in. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's pay-per-view. There's no way in the world that Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan should all be in the second movie. That's like third movie stuff. Yes. This is the second movie. And Mike Doherty, the director, did such a great job. I've seen it twice now. He's He did such a great job. When you finally give a nerd... <laughs> the keys to the Ferrari, you know. Yeah, we Mike. know how to handle it. It's, it's, it's stuff that we're passionate about. Yeah. And Mike, the score, he, he's got people to remake the original scores from the films. It's, it's amazing. And in the marketing, which is brilliant, they're using classic... Like Disney, they're using some uh, over the rainbow, yeah, and they're using just, yeah. very, very lyrical with, with Mothra, uh, you know, the raising wings, the, wings. the wings. But but, it, and I tell these guys in the first one when Godzilla wakes up after the battle, oh. and on the screen on the Chiron it says "Savior of our city." I'm like, oh my god, this oh, is so, awesome. this, 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 <laughs> so I'm, awesome. I'm letting you know right now, yeah, this is going to crush 2014. Ah, I, I, it has it. every indication it will. Yeah. It's the movie we've been waiting for. Who do you uh, who do you play in that movie? I play Chief Warrant Officer Barnes. I'm the senior officer of G Team. Um, I, I take my orders from uh, Colonel Foster, aka Aisha Hines, huh? and uh, yeah, we are the grunts. They don't really care if we live or die. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're downstairs to get the to get the mission done. We're part of Monarch, which is a branch of government who you know protects us from the things that bump in the night. So and, yeah. we know how to handle the type. And Monarch runs through all the films. Yeah. So so and and from Skull Island as well. Yeah. So that it's all it's all this secret the, society. Secret society, <laughs> yeah, which I love. We love secret societies. Yeah, speakeasies yeah, yeah. and things like that. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah. I get you. Did you get to play some pretty cool weapon toys and stuff like that? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I had um, you know, I had some pretty intense training on Den of Thieves. So I, when I got to be in Godzilla, you know, I was like well aware of my weapon and everything. And they, you, I'm not really doing too much though. But yeah. it's okay. uh, you know, we were made sure we were taught by Colonel Hans Bush. You know, Green Berets. They, they, they made sure that we were. You know, safe Looking and right, right and endangering safe, yeah. ourselves or anybody else. Right. I wanted to to ask you with uh, with this film um, with Longshot, 
Uh, you have recreations of so so. Charlize Theron is a, was a babysitter to Seth Rogen when yeah. they were younger, and now she is becomes Secretary the of State, Secretary of State, running for the, the presidency. presidency. And uh, so, but there there are things that are set up that look like the Oval Office and stuff like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. You, you, you're taking pictures of you sitting at the desk and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know you got to get a couple of those. And they did, yeah, did such a great job with the replica. Um, but yeah, it, you know it's a good time. It's a good movie. It, it's just it was just such a fun set. Definitely one of the funnest in my early career. That's very cool. Nice. So, got a question for you. All right, we're gonna try some Game of Thrones trivia. All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. see. Because yeah. we did, we did this the other day. I was I'm I'm so biting at the bit. Uh, to test my own knowledge. So these guys came up with a bunch of trivia questions, and we only went through a few of them. Yes. did pretty good. You did right. very, very uh, solidly. Uh, I think there were just a couple, and even the ones you got wrong were just shades of uh, Yeah, it was difference. close. So, yeah. so should O'Shea and I play against each other, you think? or <sighs> Why not? Now you, 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 How uh, about you ask him a question now, instead of us, like, buzzing in right, to see who's okay. first? You want to give all him right. a buzzer? Uh, uh, come on, give him a buzzer. Hey, uh, a, what would you rather do? You want uh, uh, Man, I'm down for whatever, man. All right, all right. The I music got, got me hot. He came to play. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting ready. I need a buzzer. <laughs> Hang on. You. Case, you got a buzzer right, for me? Got I don't want to use the Pico power plant. Marissa's got the other Use the bell. We have several buzzers. Yeah, I bought them on Amazon. All right, that's me. All right. And then we'll give O'Shea. Do you already have one? Let's hear that. Yeah, that one oh, number. Perfect. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. We were setting your ass up. Yeah. Yeah. This is treason. <laughs> All right. When you when you buzz in, hold up by the microphone. All right. So let's hear it. All right. All, All right. right. So that's O'Shea. And then I'm. That's it. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. So let's knocking a few of these off. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. And by the way, Steve doesn't watch the show, so the pronunciations are going to be a little weird. Oh, right? that's yeah, great. Well, you guys have to tell me. Sketch. All right. All right. A great man once said, I drink and I know things. Tyrion Lannister. That is correct. <laughs> you keep it score, Nick? I yeah. let him have that one. All right. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. What is Prince Oberon Martell's nickname? Preston. Uh, he's the Viper. Mm. Um, Full name? Uh, oh, it's some... Um, wait, the Desert Viper. No. That's not yeah. I'm glad you win. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. I have here Sand the Viper. Viper, the Red Viper. Oh, Red, Red Viper. Oh, wow. So do I get negative points on that? No, no, no. no. Okay. But, All right. but O'Shea should be allowed to, to answer. Or, or he, I, he, if he, he passed. If I no. get one wrong, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. He essentially passed on that one. What is the name of Jon Snow's Valerian Steel so- Preston. Long Claw. That is right. Woo! Thank you. Strong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finish the end of the night wa- night's watch vow. I pledge my life. And now my watch begins. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I have. Uh, you have an answer, O'Shea. Not what he said. Uh, <laughs> How does the question end? It by says, the way. "I pledge my life and honor to the night's watch for this night." My watch begins. No, I have. Oh, for, the, oh for this night and uh, wow, and all. All and liberty for all. And fraternity for all. And all my nights. All no. nights to come. All, all nights, nights to come. That's our 1-1. I thought the last line was in now my watch. Oh, you know what? That's what they say in response. And now you're watching. Yes. Yes. Begins. All right. So all no, right. no point. Wow. No, no point. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of Ned Stark's great sword? Ooh. Ice. Wow. wow. 
I wouldn't have known that. All right. That was strong. Yeah, that's just from... It's only in the first couple episodes that they uh, they reveal the name of that. All right. All right. I think you both have a shot at this one. What were the Mad King's final words? Yes. Burn them all. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Strong. Damn. Yeah. 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 Protect me, Lord of Light, for the night is dark and full of terrors. Ooh, very good. Yeah. Oh, All right. Start to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the royal executioner who beheaded oh. Preston? Ilan Payne. He's on the list. Yep. He's, He's on, on the, the list. list. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. We're asking a lot of sword names here. You guys ready? Oh. All right. And not good for you? I can skip. No, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. No, it right. might be the one I know. Okay. All right, if Shay thinks it's the one he might know. Right. What is the name of Arya Stark's... Oh, Needle. Needle. Yes! yes. yes. Nice. I actually know two, then. All right. <laughs> All right. What is Jon Snow's birth name? Oh. Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah. Very strong. Let's God, go. You're, you're damn good. All right. Two languages have been invented for the show. And name them both. No one. Oh, damn it. Oh, Shay. He's got it. Dothraki. Yeah. Valyria? Yeah. Uh, he got it. Yeah, he got yeah. it. Yeah. I couldn't come up with the Valyrian until <laughs> too late. All right. All right. How many actors have played the mountain? Oh, wow. Preston. Two. No. You're kidding oh, me. Really? Wow. Forgot about Baby Mountain, remember? Three. Three is correct. Oh! Including Stolen. the Icelandic strongman. Stolen. Hot four, you know, you Thank right. you for saying All two. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. If a member of the night... Did I say this already? No. Do it again. If a member of the Night's Watch dies... What is commonly said at their funeral? Damn it! And now your watch ends. Yes. Wow. And now your watch is over? <laughs> is it over or ends? Ends. Damn it. Ended, yeah. All right. And that's what we have. That's, uh, yeah. That's, that's it? Awesome. Thank you. So strong. I got skunked. Seven Dude, to started, three. You started out strong, too, Brad. Strong. I was like, <laughs> you know, go see Longshot May 3rd. <laughs> Hang Lord on. of Light, protect the studio Hang for the on. night is dark and full of terrors. <laughs> I have to do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's bent the knee. He's bent yeah, yeah. the knee for O'Shea. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, well, listen, uh, the movie's coming out May 3rd, next Friday, by the way. And uh, everybody will get their Marvel stuff out of their system this weekend. Thanos <laughs> loses. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll get out to see uh, a rom-com with uh, some really big names in it. Uh, Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, and, of course, the gentleman that is here with us this morning. Dude, nice to meet you. Good luck with everything. Thank you, man. Long shot May 3rd. It's O'Shea Jackson, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I need, uh, am I giving this away? Yeah, why not? I got some uh, six packs of God Shoals turkey bacon serving food this morning. Uh, so we'll take uh, three callers, 215-263-WMMR. We'll take care of you. We're going to take a break and be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, we have a new Daily Rush video that was just put up yesterday. Uh, the title is Steve Soap Opera Identity Crisis, but the description spells it out a little more clearly. Uh, as it says, poor Dr. Brick. He can't perform medicine anymore because of his enormous penis. What? 
<laughs> he can't perform medicine anymore because of his enormous penis. What an incredible story it is. Uh, yes. Yeah, so if you would like to see the video, you can watch it now at PrestonC.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. I had uh, one of our, our now sisters at the uh, sorority event last night come up and thank us for doing uh, Daily Rush Madness because she had never seen any of the videos before. had never really thought about going to check them out. Well, it's great news that she finally visited. And she loves it now. Oh, so, awesome. So she, she loves watching the videos. Yeah. And is now going to make that a part of her daily Preston and Steve consumption. So you get a peek into the studio. Uh, sometimes facial expressions can add a little bit to what you hear as well. I'm doing soap opera face throughout that Steve entire does thing. soap yeah. opera face that you want to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, and sometimes our video crew, uh, who is, is is headed by the one and only amazing uh, Nick Murphy, uh, sometimes add little video flourishes yes. into the mix via graphics or, or clips or things yeah. like that that they'll pop in and just uh, give it another little uh, dimension of entertainment, which is cool. So if you get a chance, go to uh, PrestonSteve.com or WMMR.com and check out the Daily Rush videos. All right, uh, what are we doing? Is this? It's beef file. It is beef file. All right, let's do it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, this morning's Bizarre File is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery. Attention craft beer lovers, Sterling Pig Brewery's second location, Public House, is now open on Market Street in Westchester. And happy hour every single week from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, for more information, you can visit sterlingpig.com. The Louisiana State Police on Monday revealed an extraordinary security breach. It happened at the governor's mansion, saying they arrested a man last week who trespassed into the building, damaged property, and then he fell asleep on the couch. He almost had it. And that's where, I am so sleepy. That's where they found him in the governor's mansion crashing on the couch. Don't you think the tension of what he was doing would keep him up and on edge a little bit? Probably. Especially, and he's in a fairly high-profile location. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you're just so cash, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Raynard Green was booked on counts including simple burglary, criminal trespassing, criminal damage to property. Green was found asleep on a couch and had broken an antique wooden table. Mm, this just looks very comfortable. Officials found suspected narcotics on Green after patting him down. All right, maybe, oh, narcotics. Maybe he got high. Now it makes sense. Uh, Green was found asleep before 6 a.m. The records say that he was placed in leg shackles before becoming extremely violent, but he was arrested. A bear was euthanized after getting into a home over the weekend, and officials said the same bear had entered entered several homes last year. Huh. Officials responded to a home Saturday morning to investigate after getting reports that a black bear had gotten into a home, and police had to euthanize the animal. Yeah. Well, once it once it started doing that over and over again, it becomes an issue. Uh, the bear. This porridge is just right. <laughs> the bear had an ear tag. Uh, and DEEP officials, and I guess DEEP stands for the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. No, knock it off. Uh, said that the bear had entered multiple homes last year. It also entered a home last month. So this guy was going around just... This profit's just right. This guy... Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> yeah, wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the guy who was trying on the women's clothes <laughs> exactly, the other day. Yeah. You walk in, there's a uh, bear. Yeah, they perfect. They, uh, these panties are awesome. Hey, what are you doing? Hey! Just, try, just trying on some clothing. Get out of that! Uh, the State Department of Energy and Environment. I think I look better in it. Protection uh, tracks bear sightings, and uh, there were reports of 611 black bear sightings in Simsbury 
Uh, Simsbury? Yeah, in the last year. I don't know where that is. I think Why, it might, there's so, so many goddamn bears there. I think it might be in Colorado. It's because we have really great lingerie. <laughs> and we just love it. It feels so good. Well, you can't deny who you are. Uh, emus, very large birds. Yes, they are, and uh, can be uh, uh, pricks. Yeah, they can, uh, but they're not really pets you want to keep indoors. Still, an emu got to spend a night inside after it wandered around after New York on Sunday. Jennifer Oates said the, the emu ended up in her yard, and since she had previous experience with the bird, she actually helped police chase down the emu and then bring it back to her home. It, she brought it in the house, and it spent the night in her basement. Next uh, to her bear. Yeah. Uh, so the you want to try some bras? The, <laughs> the emu was in, uh, transported to an animal adventure park, uh, and it's not clear where the bird came from. But could you imagine? So they have, a, they have an emu expert? One of those things in your house. Yeah, I guess so. We need you. We need our emu girl. The emu talker. Uh, a man, this is wild, stabbed his nephew four times with a six-inch fillet knife for taking too long in the bathroom. Wow, man. And claimed that the younger man also made him feel disrespected. I just don't, don't you disrespect don't. me! Disrespect. I don't understand the logic here because now you have somebody bleeding out and dying and you don't even get to use the bathroom. You don't get to use the bathroom, yeah. right? It's like he didn't think it through, yeah. right? You know? Dan Johnson, who, by the way, is 72 years old, was arrested and charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. I have to make a poop. The victim, Michael Johnson, called 911 to report that he had been stabbed. and that the, the hell are you doing in there? The suspect, whom he identified as his uncle, was still in the house. He said, hello, I've been stabbed three or four times. He was breathing heavily in apparent pain, said, please hurry up. And then uh, Dan Johnson, uh, I'm sorry, Michael and Dan Johnson lived at a home by Michael's father, Willie. When deputies arrived at the home, they found Michael Johnson with stab wounds to his abdomen and lower back. The nephew was airlifted. He's expected to survive. Uh, Investigators said that Michael Johnson lived in his vehicle in his father's driveway. Oh, man. You got to sleep in the car, son. Uh, And that his father allowed him to use the bathroom. All right, you can use the bathroom. On Tuesday, he was about to get in the shower. Get back in your Prius. When his uncle came banging on the door, the nephew said that his uncle started yelling at him, saying, you need to come out of the bathroom, and you've been in there too long. Michael Johnson said, I just got here, and his uncle continued to bang on the door. The younger Johnson said he wrapped himself in a towel, opened the door, and his uncle started punching him. But the nephew said he then realized his uncle wasn't punching him. He was knifing him and stabbed him. Sometimes that happens. You don't know you're being stabbed. Don't you start with the punching and then threaten the knifing? Uh, he had three stab it's, wounds. It's like skipping to triple dog dare. To the chest and abdomen, one in the lower back. Dan told investigators he had finished working in the yard. Now, this is the Dan Johnson is the uncle. The guy who yeah, who's Willie? He's the dad. He's not there. All right, so Dan... <laughs> The uncle told investigators he had finished working in the yard, had a beer, and was ready to take a shower, but found the bathroom occupied. He left, returned 15 minutes later, found the facility still occupied, so he knocked on the door. He said his nephew opened the door and, quote, buffed up at him. He buffed up at him. How dare you? Wait a second. Were you buffing at me? You son of a bitch. We're getting all buffed up at me. Getting all swole in front of my face. A report states that although Michael Johnson didn't take a fighting stance, make verbal threats, or otherwise threaten to attack, Dan Johnson went to his room, mm-hmm. and from his collection of knives... Where's that knife for stabbing family members? <laughs> right here. <laughs> here he goes. Jose. This one's got, got his name on it. But no, that's Willie's knife. <laughs> that's Sarah's knife. She's... She's a good girl. I won't ever use that. 
<laughs> All right. I found it. Found it. I... <laughs> Willie does. So he, he he went to his room, and from his collection of knives, uh, he chose a narrow-bladed butcher or fillet knife and walked back to meet mm. his nephew. Let me see here. What one would be good for stabbing through a towel? <laughs> yeah, I like that blade, but it, it needs some the serrated stuff that they caught on the terry cloth. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll go with this. Dan said his nephew took a step toward him, so he stabbed him in the stomach twice. This is after he buffed up at him? Well, yeah, well, he buffed up, and then the dude left the room well, I, he and went through his knife drawer. He went through his knife drawer. No, what was happening was uh, he was buffing, and he figured by stabbing him, he would deflate him. Probably. Yeah. I'm going to uh, debuff you, you bastard. Uh, so, please. You've been debuffed, bitch. So, he stabbed him in the stomach twice. Police recovered the knife, believed to have been used. Which Dan Johnson said he put back in his collection after the stabbing. I, mean, I so- got that special <laughs> container over here for the used knives. I still have to clean. All right, here we go. Perfect. <laughs> so he went, cleaned it yeah, off, wiped yeah, it up, right and put, put it back with his collection. Right next to my troll doll. All right. And there he's right next to his troll doll. And that <laughs> is what I have for you this morning. Hey, think about the think about the lives so many oh, people lead in these bizarre file stories. I, you know, I, and I, I knock do. my cigarettes over. So, so, you know, stories like that are just... What? That's not a life. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's hard to wrap your mind around. But you would stab a family member for staying in the shower too long. <clears throat> I tend to think that that uh, maybe was the final straw. The final straw. Yeah, I think yeah. that maybe there was some sort of underlying thing. <laughs> what going if it was on like there? the second straw? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're not even fully yeah, right. six straws in. Yeah, you go. Yeah. You go from leaving the toilet seat up to stab him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to stabbing them. Set so, that boy right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Buffing up at me. Buffing up. What's that about? I don't even know what I mean. All right, and there you go. That's your uh, bizarre file. So we're going to take a break. Did you already get a winner? We did. Wow. Wow. Okay. Big news. Mother's Day, we had this very cool prize, courtesy of God Shaw's Turkey Bacon, serving up a lot of great food here this morning Uh, for our guests. Yeah, they have a Mother's Day brunch with God Shaw's Turkey Bacon, hosted by Casey Boy and Jackie Bam Bam. Our winner is, wow, what is this? What are you playing? Hang on. Mother. Oh, it's Mother from Pink Floyd. Um, Our winner is William Ihar Jr. And William is from Elmer. Elmer, New Jersey. Elmer. Yeah. I love that. He's going to get to take his mom up to seven guests with mom. Uh, for a special Mother's Day brunch with Godshall's Turkey Bacon, hosted by Casey Boy and Jackie Bam. Uh, Sunday, May 12th, and that's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Mummers Museum. Mummer! Including a tour of the museum, crafts for the kids, and uh, flowers for mummy. If you, if you didn't win and you would like to still try, if you go to WMMR.com, keyword Godshall's. Uh, WMMR.com keyword God Shawls. You can enter for another chance to win. There's Where's my turkey bacon? <laughs> this is you at the brunch table yeah, yeah. screaming. Turkey at bacon in my cereal. Turkey bacon and my waffles too. Mother, you're the queen of turkey bacon. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, so, congratulations, William. You're on- 
see ya. Mother! Put the reverb on if you don't mind. Mother! Will there be turkey bacon in my cereal today? <laughs> Tell your children not to walk my way. It almost sounds like turkey bacon in the yeah. beginning. It did. That's what <laughs> Tell your children they're getting turkey bacon today. <laughs> Never any nitrates. Or nitrates. Or nitrates. Whatever. Nitrates and nitrates. Nitrates and tree tracks. Mother! Fill the house with turkey bacon tonight! <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it. I like the. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Oh, let's take a break. Yeah. Hey, we'll come back in a moment. We'll do a lesson question. We'll see if you've been paying attention. And uh, we'll get to trash and music news as well. We still have a guest coming up. We do. Yeah, Camille Nanjiani is going to be here. And the movie is called Stuber. And he's scheduled to be here at about 1030 or so. So a little bit of a late uh, guest in the program, which is uh, fine by us. We'll get ready to wrap up the weekend by giving away, or the week, I'm sorry, uh, by giving away the Word of the Week prize, too. So we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR, music from the Marvel Cinematic Universe this morning with Endgame opening, and that's from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And uh, remind us of the scene, Casey, you just rewatched everything. <laughs> well, this is the one where uh, Ego, who, who we find out is Star-Lord's father, right. um, Ego reveals to um, Star-Lord that he was the one who implanted the brain tumor in Star-Lord's mother, which ended up killing her. And at that point, Star-Lord realizes his full powers. The song comes on, and he says, you shouldn't have killed my mother and crushed my Walkman. Yeah. And then he... Yeah, the power hits, and Mm -hmm. boom, man. I love it. Uh, The... uh yeah, that whole realization uh, in that movie. The daddy's been looking for. Yeah, yeah. Who appears to be so, you know, and it was it was great casting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to have uh, Kurt Russell. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really awesome scene. And that second when he says, and, you know, when I put that tumor in her head, he just kind of offhandedly says it. Yeah. And then he's like, what? What? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, man, it takes a total... A total switch right there. Yeah, yeah. Really cool, man. All right, so uh, what are we doing here? We are doing uh, the lesson question, right? Yes. Okay, so we re- yeah, we're ready to go on that. And we're going to give away today an Avengers Endgame prize pack. Yes, and you will end up going to see the movie because we're going to give you a Fandango ticket. Uh, admit one Fandango tickets, a pair of them, uh, and some other stuff that comes along with that, which I will tell you in a moment. Uh, you know what? Let's do a question. How much did it cost to make Avengers Endgame? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay? Because you can go search all the live long day and you won't get the correct answer no, online. No. But if you were listening, that's how we do this here on the show. How much did it cost? You, then you should know. It might be incorrect. Uh, how much did it did it cost to make Avengers Endgame? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. We're going to do the trash ride calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get the info. Steve, what you got for us today? Well, Black China claiming she has enrolled in a Harvard online course called Business Analytics. China says she was going to attend Purdue, but doesn't really like chicken. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesse Smollett might be returning to Empire after he was seen leaving a meeting with showrunner Brett Mahoney. Mahoney told TMZ, quote, Jesse has been through a lot while was staging his own hate crime, lying about it, and then hoping people forget that he lied about staging his own hate crime. Oh, yeah. my Just a lot. It's very taxing. And finally, a large amount of attendees at this year's Coachella Music Festival reported contracting herpes. Uh, event organizers say the culprit was more than likely the Charlie Sheen kissing booth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. All righty, uh, we'll see if we can, <clears throat> excuse me, find someone who happens to know the answer to our stupid question this morning. How much did it cost to make Avengers Endgame? I will, hey, let's go to the phones, mystery phone. I'm going to go to Paul. Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning. Paul, do you know how much it costs to make uh, Avengers Endgame? $14,000. Yes! Isn't that amazing? $14,000, and it could make a billion dollars this weekend. And every cent of it is up on the screen. Yeah, hang on a second, Paul. <laughs> we'll get you some information. We'll get your information, and we are going to give you an Avengers Endgame prize pack, and that includes a pair of Admit One Fandango tickets to see the film, a lunchbox, T-shirt, sunglasses, more, and, this is really cool, <clears throat> a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes, which is now open at the Franklin Institute. You can explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and a bunch more. An exhibit for the hero in all of us. Get tickets today at uh, fi.edu. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Nubbits, yeah. I'm into Nubbits, y'all. I'm into Nubbits, y'all. Yeah. I heard that in a while. All right, so Bruce Springsteen, as we were guessing yesterday, uh, will release his first new album in five years. It will be June 14th, and it is titled Western Stars. Nick was describing it. (laughs) Well, the single. The single. Yeah, the single, which is called Hello Sunshine. And uh, it is. Uh, tell me what. Tell them what you told me. Well, uh, your your analogy um, was to Nebraska, and I think that's uh, appropriate. It's slow. It's really pretty, and it's something we will never play. Okay. All right. Uh, according to the announcement, Springsteen quote takes his music to a new place, drawing inspiration and in apart from the Southern California pop records of the late '60s and early '70s. Uh, the album was recorded primarily at Springsteen's home studio in New Jersey, with additional recording. In California and New York. I want to be like the Little River Band. Uh, Western Stars, which is available for pre-order, was produced by Ron Aniello with Springsteen providing guitar, bass, and keyboards, among other instruments. Uh, Patty Scalfa is also appearing and contributing vocal arrangements on four tracks, along with original E Street Band keyboardist David Sancius. I think is how you pronounce his name. I'm not familiar with that guy. Um, <clears throat> I guess he must have been in an early version of E Street Band, but then again, maybe not. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> maybe That's no fun. one knows what the hell it's about. And also current touring members Charlie Giordano and Susie Tyrell, among many other musicians. So it's not it's not an E Street Band album. It's a Bruce. No, it's, it's a, a Bruce, Bruce album. album. album yeah. Um we're gonna have a clip over just in, in a little they bit. Go to space. There it is. No, they don't come wow, to you me. guys are quick. <laughs> he is very intrigued by Intergalactic space travel. Planet! Planet! 
It's like a song you already know. Yeah. yeah. Already and your soul. Stop. Thank you. <laughs> so he's actually talking about the stars in space. When That's he what says he's talking about. Western stars. Yes. Right. Okay. Now the let's stars play, that, uh, yeah. Let's play the real clip. Always like my walking shoes. You can get a little too fun. Get a little, little, little. <laughs> That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah, but honestly, little. Preston, that, you know, bleed you, you, you come from New Jersey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Crap Buddy. You know what? Stop it. It reminded me of um, Everybody's Talking at Me by Harry Nielsen. Everybody's talking okay. at me. You hear that? I hear it. Yeah, I do except very much the, so. Except for the beetle, little, little. That part's different. Bodle, little, bodle. One, two, little, 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 little. Some Bugs Bunny. Exactly. I hear a little Bartle do in there. Yeah. Get a little, get a little, little, little. One, two, Bartle do. Three, four, crap, Mustang. Should alert him to his new song. For a spring scene, legend. You can get a little too fond of the blue. Yeah, I, everybody's I talking at me is very accurate. Yeah. You walk too far, you walk away. You're right, and pretty is a good assessment of this. Cheesecake Factory, I love it. What? Uh, what? So this is actually falls, I think, probably between. Uh, like I love the Tunnel of Love album. Mm-hmm. Okay, that uh, is good. So that's a that's was that a sp- that was Springsteen? That was his so, first. That was uh, it was a big deal because the E Street Band was not involved right, in that yeah. at all. So yeah, I feel like I get more enlightened lyrics from younger artists. Do you know what? Like, I- more enlightened lyrics, yeah, because like, they've had so little time artists. to live. Well, well, so I would expect more <laughs> from, from a child artist, from an artist that's been so around. Rebecca for a Black while. speaks to you. Not it's Friday, okay. But um, I don't necessarily agree. I think the, it's it on an artist the, per artist basis. It should, it should be, be the, the other, other way, way around. But um, then we're going little, little, little. Well, there are words there. I was cheesecake factory. I think I think that's more us than Bruce. Yeah, totally Bruce. Totally Bruce singing about Cheesecake Factory. But my favorite though was one time we played, it was from a soundtrack, um, and I think it might have been from Gran Torino. Not 100% sure that, oh, that yes. Bruce might have had a song. But anyhow, he talks about a one-legged dog crawling across <laughs> yes. the Oh, my God. And we heard that, and we were like, what the hell are you? seen a one-legged dog crawling across the It was from The Wrestler. It was from The Wrestler. That's what it was, yes. And uh, and Steve, you went off in Bruce mode, and I. Have you ever seen a three penis pony try to jump through a flaming hoop? Have you ever seen a flamingo try to typewrite? Have you ever seen a salamander try to prepare taxes? They just can't do it. They don't have the smarts. Ever seen a And they virtually are unaware of proper deductions. And you've seen me. Oh my God! Salamander. The salamander. <laughs> yeah, I like the flamingo line. Yeah, <laughs> tried to type. Uh, he, I, I've never. I've always. I've always loved early Bruce, the real Asbury Park. You know that sort of stuff where you just knew he knew that. 
when he became Midwestern sharecropper, or <laughs> I didn't, I didn't buy. I, like to that point, Preston, I, I see that as, a, yeah. as an affectation that's not true to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't mean it's not. He's competent, but it's just. I think he's doing an impression of somebody that's not mm. him. I don't know. Does that make sense, or am I stupid? I don't know. I I like what I've heard of this particular song a little bit. Now, yeah, it's not very up and aggressive or anything like that, but uh, I, I do like that seventies. Yeah. Um. You know, if you're talking the mommers and the poppers. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the I like the everybody's talking about yeah. me. Everybody's going cheesecake factory. <laughs> Anything about turkey bacon in there? Mother! <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyhow, uh, Western Stars, which is available for pre-order, was produced by... I already did, did all that part. You did that. <laughs> uh, Springsteen <laughs> said... You already uh, did that part. Springsteen said of the album, this record is a return to my solo recordings featuring uh, character-driven songs and sweeping cinematic orchestral arrangements. All right, he does make that caveat. So yeah. he does basically say he's playing characters in... The album. And it is a jewel box of a record, he said. this li- The lyric video for the album's it's track. It's a humdinger. Uh, was uploaded to YouTube this morning. <laughs> uh, you want the titles? Yes, please. Uh, hitchhiking. Hitchhiking. Uh, Thumbs out, guns out. <laughs> the, the, this, uh, the Wayfarer. The Wayfarer. Oh, it's yeah. about sunglasses. It's a, it's a grass. It's a good website. Uh, Tucson Train. Going aboard that Tucson train. Western Stars. Uh, Sleepy Joe's Have Cat. you ever seen a chicken plate a harmonica? <laughs> it's good for a couple of laughs. They have no lips, which makes it difficult. And they perform lots of gaps. All right, so uh, Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Sleepy Joe's, Joe's Cafe. Cafe. Remember that? What's that from? Uh, uh, school Ties? School Ties. Yeah. <laughs> I got oh. you. I don't remember that. Did uh, I remember that? Uh, you know what? I never did see that movie. Did you ever see School Tasha <laughs> Casey? Yeah, I saw it too. Come on, Bruce. <laughs> what movie had you gotten to see? Uh, you were talking earlier? Uh, and you uh, ended up in a uh, different movie? I went to see something and I went to a different movie. Mm. <laughs> I went to see somebody saw a different movie. What is that song? It's not Sleepy Joe's Cafe, is it? The Smoky movie? Joe's Cafe. Smoky, yeah, that's it. I remember. Uh, Drive Fast, The Stunt Man is the name of a song. Chasing wild horses. By the way, that's the second word uh, that ends with, that has dropped the G on ing. You had hitch hitchhiking and now chasing wild chasing wild horses. Sundown. I'm a big Gordon Lightfoot fan, and that's one of my favorite albums. Uh, somewhere north of Nashville, Stones. There goes my miracle. Hello, Sunshine, which we heard, and Moonlight Motel. So these are the Bruce Springsteen songs that are on. Classic the- Bruce titles. The new album. Moonlight yep. Motel. Uh, speak- uh, going to Cheesecake Factory. <sighs> Speaking of uh, new albums, Black Keys are going to release their ninth studio album titled Let's Rock, June 28th. Uh, shared details of the LP yesterday, with, along with a uh, second track from the set called Eagle Birds. Eagle Birds. Which I mentioned to Casey. Up in sky, Eagle Birds. Uh, uh, that follows up uh, Low High. Let's Rock is their first album in five years, following 2014's Turn Blue. Uh, the band produced the album and tracked it live at singer-guitarist Dan Auerbach's uh, Easy Eye Sound Studio in Nashville. Uh, what, what would you say the anticipation is for this album? Um, I'd say it's um, has, it's good. Has it, too much time lapsed to capitalize off the 
maybe original. Yeah, the the, the, the excitement of those guys yeah. because when they came out, they were refreshing. They were. Uh, it was it was kind of a different, <clears throat> fun, light rock sound. Yeah, not yeah. not not. It, it was fun. It yeah. was fun rock. Uh, so as opposed to you know more serious and heavy stuff. So. Uh, maybe it's waned a little bit, but anyhow, um, they uh, recorded it in Nashville, where both uh, uh, he and Dan and uh, Patrick live. Although Arbach and Carney have kept busy with other projects during the break, Arbach told Rolling Stone that it's easy for them to come back to, to become the Black Keys again. Uh, he said it's this magic thing that happens to Pat and I. <clears throat> it was the same thing that happened when we were sixteen and started playing, and magically, it just sounds like ma- music. Uh, it was really awesome having the break and then coming back and just playing with Pat again. It felt great, he says. So. Do you want to hear any of that Eagle Birds song? Or? Yeah, sure. Right. Look at him, Eagle Birds. I love their sound. Yeah, they definitely stick to it. It's really good. It's fun. It's uh, it's definitely a good sound. So. I love the actual use of eagles. <laughs> Motley Crue is apparently experiencing a surge in sales of downloads, streams, and books following last month's premiere of uh, The Dirt on Netflix. Now that you've seen it, you said you loved it. I loved it's it. It's a wonderful junk food rock movie. It was it was a good time. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, and some some touching moments that I wasn't expecting too. Yeah, uh, songs by the crew were streamed seventy three point eight million times on Spotify. Played thirty million times at Apple Music. A spike of five hundred ninety nine percent on uh, Spotify and one thousand eighty one percent on Apple Music. And um, Tommy Lee himself had remarked, "We knew uh, the Motley Crew fans who made uh, the Dirt book a New York Times bestseller would be." Keen to see the movie after hearing it was coming for the past 15 years, but we weren't expecting the new younger audience reaction to the movie and the music. In fact, the age demo for fans streaming Motley Crue's music is now including a much younger demographic. They're hitting that 18 to 34 demo. Pretty wild. A little bit more than they thought they would. So our, our former uh, intern, uh, Sophia, she she got a huge Motley Crue tattoo down her rib cage. Really? And she's just, you know, you know, you remember her. She, she was a fanatical... Uh, and, and she's on the younger scale, but there's a ton of young yeah. Motley Crue fans. Yep, yep. So uh, good for those guys. Slash will reportedly record guitar parts for some brand new Guns N' Roses material this weekend at Axl Rose's studio in Malibu. Uh, the news of the recording session was broken in a social media post by Cruise Control Amplification, which uh, performs amplifier modifications for customers uh, from the entire U.S. and Canada. And uh-huh. in the sense... Deleted Instagram post. Somebody representing somebody representing Cruise Control wrote Slash's 1987 Silver Jubilee in the house. Dropped off by GNR producer uh, Karam Costanzo himself. Uh, the amp needs to be serviced and tuned up. 
uh, to sound stellar for this Saturday's recording of new material at Axl Rose's studio in Malibu. Now, they've deleted that. They probably weren't supposed to put that out there. Probably. Yeah, and maybe they're going to lose some business from those guys because of it, but we'll have to see. But it looks like there's going to be some new stuff. By the way, have you noticed that uh, we have been on the air so long that it's become nighttime again? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. It's been a long show. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the weather's looking it's nasty. Like, I almost spit out water because I just looked out and it's like dark yeah, as it's hell. It's completely yeah. dark. Calling for thunderstorms. Today. Oh, maybe so, that's it. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be a it little more. It's going to rain all day. Yep. Uh, one last thing, Steve, you like this. System of a Down frontman, Serge Tankian, has recorded a new version of the 1977 Blue Oyster cult song, Godzilla. Or inclusion of the soundtrack for the upcoming movie, that's Godzilla. That's very cool. King of the Monsters. Uh, the members of. Death Clock from the show uh, Metalocalypse uh, are in this as well, and it's uh, contributed to the track. Uh, soundtrack composer Bear McCreary, best known for his score for The Walking Dead, uh, orchestrated the music for the soundtrack album, which is due out on May 24th. Uh, McCreary said the song is perhaps, quote, the most audacious piece of music I've ever produced, jammed to the breaking point with orchestra, choir, Taiko chanting, Taiko drumming, heavy metal rhythm section, Gene Hoagland's blistering double kick drums, and Serge's distinct vocals. It is a complete musical madness. Awesome, that's pretty cool, right? You know, you know. Remember years ago when they did re- they re-recorded Heroes? Uh, I guess did Diddy do that? Or, or no, he did. He did the um, immigrant song for the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Okay, and the, a lot of times they'll take these songs and just stick them in the closing credits. Yeah. You know, it was, it was okay. But I've I've always liked this song. I just I, yeah, I've always it's great. liked yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. It's just a fun tune. So it was a cashmere. Cashmere, you're yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Did he covered it? C- g- come go with me. Was that the title of his refurbed yeah. version? I terrible. went to the giant premiere of that, like the Hollywoodish premiere. It was up in Madison Square Garden. It was horrible. It was yeah. I mean, they did this huge and it was it was a crap movie. Yeah. All right, so uh, that is what I have in music news for you. We're, we're done with that. Is our next guest here yet? Uh, we'll be here shortly, right? Yeah, we can take a break and come back. Okay, yeah, we have uh, uh, probably the latest guest we've ever had on our show. So it's getting, coming up in the last break. Uh, but hopefully they'll make it here. I mean, dude, look. I, it's, if we're it's not dead. dead. It just Nighttime. got darker. It's very it looks, dark. It's it like, looks like it's the middle of the night. You're right. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's happening. Mother! I knew it. Why did it become night again? I knew you were going to Turkey bacon, you're my friend. <laughs> you at least have that to hang on to. In fact, let's give away the last of our turkey bacon. All right. How about we do that? Uh, how about, uh, let's see how many of these we have here. I think I got three. Is there three? Yeah, three of these left. So let's take callers 10, 11, and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. And we are going to give you some Godshall's turkey bacon. We'll give you six packs of coupons good for six full-size packages. Uh, it is real wood smoked with up to 80% less fat than pork bacon locally made right here in PA. Facilities powered by over 4,000 solar panels. It's good for you and for the planet. Coming back in a moment, and we should have uh, Kumail here with us. Kumail Nanjiani from Stuber. So stay with us. Back shortly. Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mother's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool 
vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mudder's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sabbath. And how could we not play Iron Man on 93.3 WMMR since every single song we played this morning was from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And actually, it happened by accident because we were already we already had um, Immigrant Song ready to go. And the song was playing right as we were starting the show. And Steve's like, oh, Thor Ragnarok. And we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's make everything. So I think that song comes at the very end of the first Iron Man movie, right? Yeah. Because I am Iron Man. And boom, they go into that. And I'm uh, not the hero type. We, we play it every morning. Yeah, yeah. Nick's clip. Not uh, the hero type. Yeah. Uh, so, well, it looks like we are going to wrap it up. And unfortunately, we're not going to have uh, Camille uh, Nunjanian. Uh, Nunjanian. So uh, they may have hit uh, weather, traffic. I don't know. So uh, it's cool. Maybe another time we'll do that. Listen, we tried. But we have had some great guests today. Thank you to the Philly Fanatic and John Brazier. Yeah, Fanatic's birthday uh, party is on Sunday. The Phils are playing the Marlins at 1.05 p.m. And they have all kinds of cool stuff. The kids get this uh, hoodie towel if you're under 14. So go. Should be a lot of fun. And how great was O'Shea Jackson? He was great. Super nice guy. He's into all the stuff we're into. Ice Cube's uh, son and a great actor in his own right. And uh, he's going to be in this movie Long Shot, which is coming out May 3rd, next Friday. Uh, and Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron, and he is a hardcore Game of Thrones fan. He and I threw down in Game of Thrones trivia, and he beat me. Yeah. Yeah, I let him have one for sure. (laughs) And then a couple of them he got right. I knew he just beat me to the buzzer. But uh, nice guy, very, very uh, into all that stuff, so it was cool to have him by. Uh, And thank you to God, Charles Tucker. Hey! O'Shea took some with him. Mother! Yeah. He, he was psyched about the turkey bacon. Was he really? Yeah, he was eating some on, on his way out. That's great. Yeah. And they, they brought in their, their turkey bites as well to give to me because I've, I've, since I've been watching what I'm eating nutritionally, those are a great little protein snack that tasty. Uh, are good calorically and yummy. So thank you very much to Godshalls for bringing me uh, the turkey bites, which is really cool. Pierre Robert is in attendance in our studio, ready to get started with his program. How you doing today, man? How do you do? We do good, man. Yes, it is. Well, wet out there today on your way in. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. Yeah. That's the water. It's that... a beauty way to go. It's a beauty way to go. Thank you very much. I love that. Um, but it's what causes the flowers to grow. It's true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah we do need we it. We have rain. Yeah. It's flower food. Yeah. Yeah, it's flower food. What are you doing over there? I can't see below well, what you're. Rodney gave me this new Yanni, and um, it, it's got a closing device. By the way, it's a Yeti. That he's talking yeah. about. Go ahead. Uh, and um, uh, you. <laughs> yeah, put... I know. You guys didn't get it, did you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yanni. Go ahead. Yeah. Everybody say Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such enthusiasm. But uh, we'll take it. Yeah, Rodney gave me that. And Rodney gave me that. And the great advantage of it is I can, I do like a touch of cream and sugar in a perfectly uh-huh. balanced way. And so I put my coffee in and then I add my cream and sugar and then I can mix it. So shake this it. has the ability to close a lid that you can shake the liquid in. Exactly. Like, like every other it. one. <laughs> Stop it. Very that? Bond-esque in your coffee. Shake, shake and not stir. stir. Yeah. But 
the Yanni that pre- <laughs> that uh, Casey gave me, does, it would it spills out of the top part if I were to do that. But not this, of course but it not would. This one, that's great. The one I lost, very happy. I lost or threw away. Yeah, what's your real story here, man? You had like five different excuses, and then you you got some magical beans, right? I got magic beans, and I grew a beanstalk, and I climbed it last night, and I saw the future. Really, the rapper? It's good. We're gonna get there. And we're going to live happily ever after. Oh, you know what? I hate to do this, but in order to make sure that you get to your uh, Go Fund Yourself 2 thing on time, we got to move things along. So should we get the letter? That's in my middle name, Move Things Along. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve <laughs> on Legacy Dream, WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. H as in happy. All right, caller number nine at 215-263-WMMR. You get a crack at it. Even he couldn't say it without cracking. Yep, call now and let's see if you know the answer or if you know the word. 215-263-WMMR. Call number nine. Like I said, you're the one that gets to take a try at it. Uh, so it's Friday, uh, today where we're feeding the flowers with rain. What do you have in store for all these mood type things that are taking place? I f- will feed your soul with rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> and I will have a mama. <laughs> um, I've got, uh, Rick Okasik, Okasik, however you say it, is in the area this weekend. Yeah. He's got an art show. Uh, so I'll do a block of the cars. Uh, we have a block of Coldplay. Uh, Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers will play the Ardmore Music Hall in one of their two shows every year. That will be uh, tomorrow evening. And uh, so we'll get to a block of them. We've got a weekend calendar, Pierre's Planner. We've got uh, two more opportunities today, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. for Fund U2 for 1000 bucks, And one more opportunity for that on Monday. Monday is also our 51st birthday. And wow. we'll be replaying some of your stories, hearing some of your uh, perspectives and some of the great listener moments that have happened uh, over the years. Some of them. We cannot even come close to scratching the surface of as many as there are. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm love that you're doing that. It's, uh, do you... I just thought it'd be fun to, yeah. like, sh- this, you know, we've talked about this before. The station's given away so many things, and there's been so many cool moments, not just even giveaways. Uh, so I, I want to grab some. Not just uh, personal moments in people's lives yeah. that, that were, you know, babies being born while the radio station acknowledges that or something a celebrity said that, uh, or, you know, a, a rock artist said that may have had a profound effect on someone's life. You know, there's a lot of great things that have happened over 51 years. Painfully single mixers come to mind because people have not only met, gotten married, but there are children yeah. that are a result of this radio station as a result of that uh, wonderful, you know, gathering. At the sorority event last night, there were a number of uh, women there who started listening to us, like, in grade school and stuff yeah. like that. So I gotta, remember. Yeah, you gotta be yeah. freaking kidding me, but it's awesome. It's yeah. great. All right, cool. Uh, let me go to the phone, see if we can find caller number nine. I believe it's Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Preston, what's up, buddy? Yo, Bob, we're looking to give away a prize, but we need that word. Do you know what it is? Yes, our great planet Earth. Great yeah. day, that's correct, yeah. All right, man, we got a very cool thing for you. We have an autographed Cage the Elephant guitar, and we're also going to give you a pair of pit tickets to see them when they come back to town with Beck and Spoon at the BB&T Pavilion. That's Wednesday, August 21st. So congratulations, pal. Ah, oh, you guys rock. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. Yes. All right, thank you, Dan. Hang on. <laughs> 
We'll get your information, and don't forget some tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com. So uh, get those while you can. I'll take this moment to thank our sponsors, the Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Mealy's Furniture, just what you're looking for. And Rita's Water Ice. Try a Rita's Concrete, a delicious blend of creamy frozen custard and your favorite toppings. Uh, a couple things next week. Uh, John Lovitz is stopping by. I love John oh, nice. Lovitz. John is a great guest, so we'll spend Hilarious. some time with him. Uh, Common, uh, the rapper. Really? Is, uh, giving us, yeah, he's going to give us a phone call. And uh, Kathy's Cuts is next week. What day is wow, that, Friday. Okay, next Friday, one week from today. Handful of signups were available yesterday. Yeah, you know what? Let me just check real quick as you uh, continue to talk to see uh, if there's any left. All right, that's all I had to say. Uh, that's okay. all you had to say. Yeah, all right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, we're right. almost there. I can I'm tell done you talking. In two seconds, right. register. Let's see. We have seven spots okay. remaining. So let's fill them up. If you know somebody who wants to get their hair cut, I know there's actually somebody here at the station who's thinking about it. Okay. Um, so, but but there's seven left. So go to PrestonAndSteve.com and grab the last remaining spots. Wonderful. So that next week and more. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a wonderful, safe, excellent weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. They should bring back intermission to these long movies. That way everybody can get up and go pee. Next message. Yeah, it's my birthday, bitches. Woo! Time to do exactly nothing and snuggle my man. Have a good day. Next message. I am so tired of hearing about your superheroes. I'm with Cassie on this one. Stop with the hero sh- the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.